What's up, bikers? Episode 167 today, and I still do not know how to run a podcast. Unfortunately, I was in a super big hurry whenever I started this, and I had my mic settings wrong. It took about three minutes to get it straightened out, so bear with me, and if not, skip to three minutes. Either way, thanks for listening. What's up, bikers? Welcome to episode 167 of the Biker Bar podcast not gonna say live stream <laughs> you like how i did that man it's just still there i just want to say it every time anyways this is uh today's guest is mark hill from the segment you may know i always have, i gotta say the segment because that's what we know all know now but if you're looking for his channel on youtube or or uh, facebook or instagram or something like that it's the segment pr so anyways Mark Hill from the segment. We got him on. It's going to be a good show. He's always a, a good guy to talk to. And um, I apologize, didn't get something out last week. Sometimes getting guests, not so easy. So here we are. Anyways, let's get on with it. First of all, thank you, everybody on Patreon. Honestly, you mean the world to me. I've been thinking about stopping Patreon and just switching over to YouTube's version of that. What do you guys think? Anybody in the comments or later on down the road, you can write in the comments or whatever. I'm just curious because I'm really, really thinking that, I don't know, if I want to keep doing it on Patreon, I feel like it'd just be easier if it's on YouTube, but there's some like benefits to having Patreon instead where it's easy for me to get your address and send you a letter that says thank you for being a, a Patreon member. It's not as easy on YouTube. So stuff like that, but, um, or like send me stickers. So, huh. What are you guys' thoughts? Let me know. Anyways, everybody out there, I really appreciate you all keeping the beer fridge stock, helping out with the camera gear, the lighting, all this stuff that makes the channels happen. I really, truly appreciate it. This is a grassroots thing at this point. No sponsors, just Patreon. I, I would love to have it only be Patreon, but one of these days, somebody's going somebody's gonna to step up to your plate, help you guys out. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, if you haven't followed me on Instagram or Facebook, please do that. I like seeing those numbers grow and uh, it makes me feel good about myself. So it makes me want to keep doing content. Same thing, if you're watching on YouTube, you know how to do the YouTube things, the likes, the subscribes, all those things. If you have a friend that you think might be interested in this podcast, share it with them. Send them a link. Um, that'll really help. I'd love to see this thing keep growing. So let's do that together i need you guys for that so anyways here we go what's going on oh god is my mic messed up no i'm wondering this happens to me sometimes you know it says it does say it is all jacked up here we go how's that Good Lord. You think that I would learn how to podcast by now? At least Mark was nice enough to let me know within the first five minutes that I done fucked up. So anyways, here we are. Sweet. Let's bring Mark on since apparently he knows how to podcast better than me. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Robert? Cheers, my brother. Cheers, Happy dude. I need bar. to crack this one open here. I yeah, just, biker bar. Ooh, give us as that you sound. know, I just Ooh, that sounds delightful. walked in the door, so. Cheers, cheers. Mm. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, th same to you, man. So I'm going to tell you right now, Mark, 
Yes. This is not your podcast. Yes. This is my podcast. <laughs> I and see on Joey my podcast, <laughs> it's you and me talking. All right. I know you <laughs> love right. to talk to everybody in the comments, and maybe we'll do that a little bit, but it's you and me talking. All right. Yes. Yes. I don't see them over there. <laughs> Whenever we're on your podcast, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you haven't invited me over there, so I don't know. I mean, come on. <laughs> I had you on. I got to get you back on soon. Right. Dude, yeah. I was looking at your show the other day. And first of all, Thank you for telling me about the mic. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. This thing just likes to fuck up every once in a while. <laughs> Especially when I'm in a hurry. So I don't have to check. I don't always check those things. So appreciate that. Um, I was looking at your podcast just the other day, though. And your episode count. It's up there, dude. Where are you at right now? Yeah, just uh, we just finished doing episode 133. And uh, it was it was awesome. I had some of the a lot of the guests that I have on the show have already been through the biker bar. And I even tell them, shoot, if you guys have been through the biker bar, um, I, I always consider you the big show. And so right. when they come over, uh, it, it I try to keep it nice and like calm for them in case they're a little nervous. Just me being a podcaster being on this side. I was nervous, dude, before we started the show. <laughs> Are you serious? Always, man. Heck yeah. This is the biker bar, man. Are you kidding? Heck That's yeah. That's so funny to me. Because to me, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's my thing, but like, to me, I'm like, dude, this show's so laid back. Why would anybody be nervous? <laughs> You're the big show, brother. You're the big show. Um, but yeah, man, I we just uh, got done recording episode 133. Had uh, the guys on, the really nice guys on from... Freedom, uh, Freedom Coast and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Better on. Bolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Su super good guys. And it was perfect timing. It was right before the big sales for the holiday weekend. And man, mm -hmm. they 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 invited us over to the factory. We got a chance to see how a lot of the things were made, how mm -hmm. they CNC machine everything. It's crazy, man. It was like uh, it was like being a kid in the candy store uh, on our podcast. Joey Yates is our podcast engineer, and he's really good with building things. Mm -hmm. And man, it was hard to keep him away from putting his hands in all the different bits and parts and <laughs> pieces yeah. that he could get his hands into. But uh, that's right that yeah. you're down. I mean, that they're down local to you, too. There's a handful of people that I've interviewed that are in your area. So it's easier. There's a lot of, of bike industry stuff down there. So it's a lot easier for you to get over there and like go go like meet up with people and stuff like that. That's super cool. Yeah, I feel lucky in that sense. There's so there's so many of them out this way, and and because they've been on your show, I had a chance to kind of do a little bit of homework, you know, for background mm -hmm. and, and uh, come up with the questions and things like that, and see what they're up to. That's so, cool. So you you plan questions out ahead of time? No, I don't like really. I kind of get like a general idea of what I might ask them, but I don't ever write them down. But it just gives me enough content to to wonder like to have like a yeah. that natural like hey how does that work and and yeah. what are you guys doing there type of thing yeah some sometimes i'll do that it depends like not very often but sometimes i'll do that where i just like maybe if it's somebody that i reached out to that i don't really know anything about you know what i mean like um then maybe i'll take a look at their website or their channel and look at a couple of videos that like will spark me to at least have a couple questions to start with. But for the most part, I like to keep it completely, like, just let it flow however it happens. And if we talk about the latest movie or what we've been watching on Netflix for 20 minutes, I, I don't really care. I, I think that that um, it's more fun just kind of really getting to know somebody, you know? 
Totally, totally. It, it's fun because in, in this long format, it can be so just genuine, you know, just like a real mm -hmm. nice conversation because we don't really get a chance to do this very often in our busy days and busy lives. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to just slow down and, and just get into a good conversation. It's fun. It, and yeah, you never yeah. know where it's going to go. If you don't plan it out, like, you know, crossing the T's mm -hmm. and dotting the I's, you never know where it's going to go. And that's part of the fun too, as a podcaster. Yeah, that's the thing that actually got me to start was um, I wanted a Joe Rogan mountain bike podcast. That's really what I wanted. And I mean, that's what we're explaining, right? And every podcast that I listened to, there was like some kind of agenda or some kind of questions or just things that didn't really have that feel to it to me. And um, so I just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make my own. <laughs> <laughs> and then i got tired of doing it after about a year of just you know because i tried to stay on a schedule that way people would really know like hey it's every sunday at seven o'clock or whatever time it was that i was doing it and then it it just got in the way of my weekend so much that i could never like go on a week weekend camping trip all weekend or for a four-day weekend or something like that and by the end of it of the first year i was just like i'm over it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stop doing this right and then the same thing happened to me all over again it was like a couple months later i was like man i want to listen to a mountain bike podcast and i started listening to whatever was on i was like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was too like too scripted right too polished yeah, too yeah. yeah yeah i just really enjoy the 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 loose conversation and I don't know. I think I'm just a naturally inquisitive person as well. So it's pretty easy for me just to keep asking questions because I don't know, maybe it's the ADD or something, you know, <laughs> no, I think that's the best place to be like to be present in that conversation with whoever you're talking to and being inquisitive. Like you said, it's uh, you're always going to learn something too, which is very cool, it, especially in our world of mountain biking. I mean, I'm not a pro mountain biker. I'm far from it. I've only been doing this since uh, the pandemic started. So, man, I'm like really hungry to learn about mm -hmm. all this stuff, whether it's parts or how companies work or how these people think and, and the way they ride. So it's been it's been great. And this is something that's cool. You could do whether you're hurt or yeah. not or, you know, you rip or you don't. It's uh, yeah, it's all good information. Yeah. Like you don't have to be a good rider to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's really good for me. Otherwise, I'm just <laughs> I mean, anybody see my POV content. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm no we, pro, that's for sure. Robert, would we qualify as bum as bumblers? Oh yeah, we're 100 bumblers, man. <laughs> Definitely, the where my channel started was really bumbling, and um, I'd say I'm I'm definitely a, a better rider now. I'm still by by pink bike standards, I'm a bumbler, but um. It's definitely a different level of bumbling. <laughs> yeah. What what are their standards for and like do you go from bumbler to like then you can post stuff? Is that how I don't know. I didn't see yeah. the you, did you watch uh Lone Ranger's video? I did. That was excellent. Okay. Yeah, he did. I feel like that might give you enough context. I think yeah. there's a lot of other history to the whole pink bike thing other than just what lone ranger touched base on but um ultimately 
I think the gist of it was really captured in that video where um, there's, I don't know if I'm going to use any of the right words. So I apologize. I've also had a couple of post ride beers. So um, <laughs> that's why it's called I the think, biker bar. Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's a bar <laughs> for a reason. Um, everybody's got an opinion. Um, but but what I was getting at is like, there's definitely a level of like, I think elitism on, mm. on pink bike maybe. And I don't know if it's like on purpose or if it's like maybe because we in our scope don't think we're good enough. And we, we feel that, you know, cause like sometimes like when you get upset, it's really like something that's actually internal, you know what I'm saying? Right. Totally. So, totally. So maybe it's some of that. I, I think it's a conglomeration of a bunch of things, but there's definitely been like, you know, like, Hey, here's a, here's a, a cartoon drawing of, of pro riders and YouTubers and YouTubers are like sucking all the money out of the marketing company or, you know what I mean? So yeah. like th there's definitely been a long history of, of things um, that are pretty clear of what their stances, or at least maybe that what they like to poke fun at. And um, mm. I think that's what you've seen erupt there. And, and to be honest, if it wasn't true, like the way that people feel you wouldn't have seen the response that that Lone Ranger got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, yeah. there's definitely been a big, big, um, a big response to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think just the sheer numbers of regular mountain bikers out there having a good time with a GoPro outweigh those, you know, the, the people there at, or whoever Henry, I think it was, was it Henry and maybe yeah, one other person, whatever they yeah. said. Um, I'm sure the sheer number just outweighs all that. But and then again, too, it was a snippet. So, you know, if you were to run into those guys out on the trails, would they really feel like that? Would they really say yeah. that to our, you know, who knows? But yeah. it sounds like it was been an ongoing thing. And so but I'm glad yeah, and yeah. yeah, I agree. And and some of it is, you know, you get to doing an interview and you maybe forget about the audience that's listening and maybe there's some things that you wouldn't have said that um you would have if you were standing on a stage in front of all those people you, totally. you know what i mean yeah so i i totally give those guys the benefit of the doubt and pink bike does great content and regardless of like the things that we just talked about like i still think that it's a really valuable asset to the mountain bike industry of what they're doing and obviously like what they've where they came from to where they are is just an, like, it's obvious that they've put the work into, to earn the spot that they're in. So, um, I a hundred percent don't want to like point any fingers or like, you know, talk any trash that like in that aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was definitely a blip on the map though. It seems like, you yeah. know, as far as people just going, Hey, wait, what was that? And how they, I don't know if they responded to to Lone Ranger yet or or what, but hopefully it just kind of all goes away because the whole sport is for fun. We're all having a great time, whether you race or you're creative yeah. or you just need to get out and get some exercise, you know? Yeah, I think all at fun. the end of the day, I mean, that's that's really what everybody's doing is like expressing their love for the sport and everybody has their own opinions and everybody has their own friend groups and you know, things that I may like to ride could be completely opposite of what you like to ride and so on and so forth. So at, 
like to me at the end of the day like i think it was fun to like get the internet excited to see the internet excited for a few weeks but yes just like you said it's just gonna pass over nobody's gonna remember this in like a couple of months it'll be something else you know so yeah (laughs) but did pink bike miss the friday fails i think i was talking to a friend and apparently did did it come out or did I just? I don't know. Subscribe? I don't really follow <laughs> Pinkbike. Like they're they're the only thing that I've honestly ever used Pinkbike for in all the years that I've ridden is just to buy or sell something on their platform. Mm. And I guess you could say Trail Forks because that's part of them too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as going to their website, I've never. I think I've gone to the forums or whatever they are like once or twice and maybe tried to make a post and it just didn't feel like it just it just didn't really like click with me you know i wasn't in that 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 user group you know yeah so i really don't use it and other than that um i don't watch much of their content i mean obviously the friday fails just they like come up on your your feed no matter what you're on so yeah instagram um, tiktok shows up. yeah yeah yeah. Right before a ride, usually right before a gnarly trail that you want to try a new feature. Right. And right. you look down, you're like, oh, 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 geez. Yeah. I didn't need to see that before dropping in on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of my buddies talked me into watching that show where they were, it was like the little reality show that they did. And I, I will say that I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. The, the Academy. Yes. Hats yeah. off to that show. That show was sick. Um, yeah. I got lucky and had uh, Amanda Hamilton from from one of the seasons on on the oh, sweet. on the podcast. And what was cool about it is that I didn't How see that, that by happenstance. She was riding with a friend of mine, Eric, riding dirty out in Arizona. They went to New Mexico and they're mm-hmm. riding the bike park out there. And he ran into this girl who was having a blast out there with her husband. And they ended up all riding together. And he texted me, said, Hey, I've got this, I've got this rider that should be on your show. She's freaking awesome she's ripped she's funny and i said absolutely let's get her on not even knowing that she was on pink bike academy mm-hmm. so had her on the show that's how far back my research goes had her on the show we had a good time after the show post show i found out that she was on pink bike academy and i was like oh my god i i immediately was like i'm so sorry i didn't do my homework to look that up and she goes oh no i don't want to be known as just that so i was what really was happy name? you didn't uh, Amanda Hamilton from okay. uh, I think it was season three, Pink Bike. She's I'm looking uh, her up while, while you're doing it. That way, yeah, I can see what, a, what we're talking about. She is a shredder, and uh, that's she's, a ride though, man. I reached out to somebody from the show. I can't remember who it was. I was trying to get on. I thought they would be fun to talk to, and I'm like right now realizing that there might be a season that I didn't watch. I feel like I, I know I watched the first two seasons, but did I miss a season? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Type in Amanda Hamilton pink bike. Yeah. I'm looking at her face and I'm not recognizing her. I feel like I didn't watch season three then. What the hell? <laughs> Everything's wrong in my life. <laughs> I don't see this is how much I actually, Oh wait, I think I do recognize her. I think this season two, maybe. I don't know. I do recognize her in this one picture now that I'm like scrolling down. But yeah, right on, man. That's kind of cool, dude. That's super cool, actually. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, like, like, um, what made you decide to to podcast? Like I was talking about earlier about why I did. 
Yeah, dude. So I, at the time I started mountain biking, you know, it was always that question when you're driving by those million dollar homes and you're like, man, if I just talk to those people and find out what they did to get there, wouldn't that mm -hmm. be cool? And I always had that kind of thought, that intuitive thought in my head. And then I started mountain biking and I started seeing all these, like, and then I got on Strava and I started seeing all these KOMs and all these rippers. So I thought of the idea of the segment. So the segment YouTube channel was started as trying to document people that are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, what they're doing to beat their PR, whether it's diet, working out, whatever it is. And then as I started trying to set up those episodes, I started noticing every single person had some kind of a story. Hmm. And uh, the first couple people that I connected with one guy was had beat cancer uh somebody had lost a ton of weight so i'm thinking geez this would be fun to do as a podcast and i could learn something we could learn something from these people like a little pearl that they have and so um i was listening to a podcast at the time he doesn't have it anymore but mtb allen used to have a podcast called the Airhorn yeah. podcast mm -hmm. and i reached out to him and asked hey would you like to be on an episode, a show, I'm trying to start one up. It was Zoom at the time, because I had no mm -hmm. idea StreamYard was a thing. And uh, MTB Allen said, yeah, let's do it, but let's jump on a thing called StreamYard and uh, let's record it that way. And I just never mm -hmm. stopped. I just, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. it and the other thing too is, um, not only was that a need for me to be able to do something like that, but I think for work, I'm in sales. So a lot of times, I have all this information and knowledge and I want to get it out and talk to the person that I'm talking to, mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to talk to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in the world of sales that I'm in these, uh, these folks are so busy that I get like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, mm -hmm. 30 seconds, most of the time. So I'm like, man, I can actually talk to somebody long form for a while mm -hmm. and have a conversation. I, I realized I was really like yearning for that. Yeah. And so, so yeah, once I How did my first episode, it was good. I keep them to about, they started as two hours. They went down to an hour. The last couple shows, I, at an hour, I look up and then I just let it go until it feels like it's starting to taper off. Mm -hmm. And those have been ending about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. My experience is that the second hour is always better than the first. I, dude, you've told me that before. And yeah. uh, maybe it's just me personally, but. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like after the first hour, like people like you get through like the bullshit part of the conversation and like, I'm not trying to like downplay the first hour of any of the podcasts, but like, How dare you when I say bullshit, it's like, the <laughs> it's like the, uh, like the typical stuff that you would ask, like, Hey, where are you from? Like, how'd you get into this? Like, why did you start color. this business? Yeah. Right. right? You know? Yeah. And like, I feel like the second hour is like when you just start when, when the person kind of relaxes a little bit and they realize that I don't have some agenda. I'm not trying to like put them up against a wall on something. They realize that I'll pick up the conversation whenever they're struggling or whatever, you know what I mean? So they start right. to feel comfortable. And yeah. then I feel like at that point is whenever it's, um, it, it just, it just becomes more of an actual natural conversation where, where, people can just kind of be who they are. And, and I, at least put it this way, I enjoy the second hour better than the first hour personally. So, yeah, I could see that, man. Cause in the first hour, you're right. There's so many things you want to 
like talk about starting from scratch to right. help build out their story on your platform. And then you start to get into it and it's like, oh man, it's already an hour. Then I'm like trying to shut the show down. But lately with it going to an hour and a half, it's been nice because from zero to 60 minutes is that kind of building out the character. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. from 60 minutes to 90 minutes, it's like, where did that time go? It went so fast. Mm -hmm. So I could completely see it. And then uh, another fellow podcaster, Johnny Yu from Mountain Bike uh, Q&A, he does two hours. And he mm -hmm. said the exact same thing you did. That yeah. second hour is like you get into like the deeper stuff, the natural stuff, the good stuff starts coming out. Yeah. Yeah. There was a conversation I had that one that's like popping up in my head is one with Seth. And I remember we were talking about, I think we were talking about like 3D printing or something like that. And um, we were going on and on and on about it. And at one point he's like, hey, um, you know, maybe we should get back to bikes. You know, like <laughs> people don't want to hear about this. And I was like, no, actually they do, you know, and, and at least in my eyes, because whenever I was, um, before I was doing YouTube, if I was watching, let's just say BKXE, I would want to like watch any interview that he had to like just kind of like learn about like who he is as a person instead of just like how he feels about bikes. Yeah. And to me, those like offbeat conversations is where you learn that about a person. Yeah. Instead special. of just like what their opinion is on bikes. And I feel like that's special compared to like, hey, let me have a list of questions for you that's going to be like, what's your favorite suspension? How do you make videos? You're like, what's, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. obviously we'll, we'll talk about those things because those things are interesting as well. But I think that like, to me, it's like, you know, you start ranting about your favorite TV show or something like that. And then it's like, oh, I can relate with this person because like, oh, maybe that show is one that I think is awesome too. Or, you, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. It becomes more natural versus you're already asking the next question before they're done finishing answering, you know? Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah, Dude, how... Go ahead. I was going to say, well, were you nervous when you had Seth on the show? That's like... Out of all the shows that I did, the first time that i was ever nervous i feel like there was another time but i can't remember what the other one is right now but the only time that i remember being nervous was the first time i had him on the show Ooh. it was like he was actually the very first person that i ever went and like did any like prep pre-prep to like look around on the internet for some questions or like things like I found some old videos of him when he was making videos for the audio shop that he worked at <laughs> or something like that. That's right. It was like, but that was the first time I ever did that. Like ever did that before that. I never looked at anything and maybe that helped me because then later I, I had, you know, I'll take some time here. Like I said earlier in the show, like to look things up or, I don't put a lot of effort into it, but it definitely, it definitely changed things on me. But man, I was, Cause he's like, he's the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? when it totally. To Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, how about, man. how about you? Were you, were you nervous on every one of them? Was there somebody See, in particular I, you're super nervous on? I still get nervous on a man just because I think I, I like have fun doing them, you know? And there's mm -hmm. just this level of you're putting yourself out there. And then there's another layer that the person who's coming on your show is trusting you that you're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to do good by them. At least that's what's going on in my head. And so there's like a little feeling of responsibility to hopefully help them shine. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, here we go, baby. Like before the show, yeah. 
I always say something like, let's have a good show. Let's, let's make, let's make a difference. Something like that. I can't remember what I say, yeah. but I definitely felt that. I'm so narcissistic. I'm like, this is going to be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> Sometimes I think that Joey and I have like imposter syndrome. Cause we'll be sitting there. Like we had Seth on the show and I had met him in, in Bentonville. And I was talking with his, I think it's his producer, Daniel. And everything was like booking through Daniel. And he goes, no problem, Seth will be there, 11 a.m. You know, so I took the took the day off to make sure I could I could host the show and everything. Mm-hmm. And Joey and I are looking at each other on screen. And we're like, dude, we got Seth on the show. Like, I have like 2,000 followers. Does he even know that <laughs> I'm an yeah. imposter? Like, I, I'm this tiny little show. But we're just so amazed because we're big fans. And then, man, flip, he comes on and it's, and it's showtime. And uh, it's such a good memory. It's so fun. But boy, there's those moments where you're like, I can't believe it, dude. This is fun. Yeah. Was that the one you were the most excited about? There's been a, there's been a lot for different reasons. Seth was mm-hmm. I was excited about for his because he's he's the guy, you know, the mm-hmm. the the biggest. I mean, he's got to be the biggest watched person in our sport. And I so, feel like like with him, it also comes with this like. Well, I don't know how he's going to share this. Like, they, it could totally change things. Like, you could get like overnight. Maybe I got a, another five thousand followers because Dude. he's got a million, you know, or three million or whatever, you know. Like, he's like Oprah. Like, like you get yeah. a follower, you get a follower. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's a little pressure with that. You know? Yes. Somebody had told me before he jumped on too was like, "Hey, you know, sometimes Seth doesn't open up. So, mm-hmm. um, so just be prepared." So I was like, oh, yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean? Am I not allowed to ask certain things or can I ask whatever? And is he going to avoid my questions? And, you know, but yeah. uh, he's, we had he's, a good he's, uh, I think my, my impression is that like he knows his brand, you know what I mean? And he knows like what he's like really good at. And um, how do I say this? Like, like he's a business, like an all business kind of person. Like mm-hmm. not that, um, not saying that in like a negative way, but like, like he's one of those people that, I mean, you can tell by the success of what he's done and what he shows on, like, like get up and grind all day all and day. then until you go to sleep and then yeah. dream about grinding and then wake up and grind some more, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's apparent, you know, like when you talk to him, so I, um, it, he, he's got a good poker face too. So where it, you know, first of all, being on this digital medium, it's hard to like get all the cues off of somebody. Yeah. And Your body uh, language and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. And because of the way that he communicates as well, it, it at times will make you think that like, oh, is he like bored right now? Or like, he's not digging it, but I think he's just got a poker face. And, and then on top of that is, you know, the, the pressure of, Hey, this is the biggest guy. Right. You know? So, um, yeah i definitely after my first show with him i relaxed from it i've had him on a couple of times and um now i just go into it where it's like like we're just gonna bullshit at this point like there's nothing i'm gonna dig up that's gonna be like hey let's talk about that so i i i think it's fun in that aspect now where it's like i am actually looking forward to us talking about you know what we watch on netflix for an hour instead of, of whatever else <laughs> because i think that's like the most like important part of it of the interview at that point you know and yeah 
get I don't have you had people on more than once at this point? Yeah, I have. I have had uh, a good buddy of mine, Adam Mock. He's a life coach mm-hmm. and a fellow mountain biker. And we've done things with him around like mental health awareness, you know, ride and shine that we do up in mm-hmm. the uh, Arrowhead Mountains. And so yeah. I've had him on a couple of times. And I actually had him back on just before the holidays started because I realized that holidays could be tough, man, for a lot of people mentally. Mm-hmm. Just everyone has so much crap going on and mm-hmm. holidays can be happy but what boy when they're sad they can you know suicide rates go up all kinds of negative mm-hmm. things can happen so yeah i've had him on for things like that just to give a bump out there you know i don't yeah i don't say i've got this huge podcast but i mean there's definitely people listening and it's in 38 countries i don't know who needs to hear some of these things but you know it's yeah. nice when you have somebody like that you can just have back on yeah yeah the reason i ask is like you know, the first time you have an interview, I'm going to use Tasco because you got their their decal on, on your, your mic there. Yeah. But like the first time you have Tasco on, I, I talked to Nate about, you know, how he started the company and what the like, how do you how do you figure out how to make shirts or how do you figure out how to make gloves and how do you how do you make these things happen? And there's a lot of, of real good conversation about that stuff. But the second time you have somebody on, like okay, well, maybe somebody that's just now listening to the podcast didn't hear that first episode. So there has to be a little bit of that, but you also don't want to like do that all over again. You know, so I was just curious to like how you attack those second or third visits. Do you um, just go into it like everybody knows who they are? Or That's a good question. I think the last time I had uh, Nate on as an example for, for his second time, I definitely, before the show, I said, hey, let's just run through an abbreviated version of your history to catch anybody up who doesn't know how this all started. And then yeah. once we got through that, I wanted to find out some of the newer things. He was going into the aqua world with his gloves and, and jet skiing. Um, recently, he had a heart attack, so I tried to dive into that. Um, but then again, I didn't patch it through with him at first, so I wasn't sure what he was willing to share or comfortable sharing. Yeah. So it's kind of like tricky. You know, you kind of have to yeah. like, lay it out there just softly and then if it lands then you can dig into it more um and then also what he was doing for racing he's preparing for all of these crazy xc races yeah and so that filled up the time quick and then before i knew it was hour and a half yeah it was good but you're right every time you get off the show you're like man there was like 15 things that i wanted to talk to them about that i forgot completely (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst when you're trying to go to bed you're like damn it damn it yeah Yeah, i know like when we were talking about Seth, there was a handful of things that i was oh man this would have been really cool to talk about but you just start getting in the conversation and shit happens so yeah i forget what guest i had on but at some point we started talking about aliens Uh and that sounds fun that was so fun and i wanted to dig really deep into it but it was at the end of the show yeah so I was like, gosh, dang it. I'm going to have to have this person back on. Uh, talk right. about aliens. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Where are you at on the alien thing? I think I, there has got to be no way that in this whole universe that we are alone. That's yeah. just, to me, that sounds statistically impossible. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm very analytical. So this, the statistical probability of it to me is just like, there's zero possibility in my mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that is that is not the case. But um, 
I think the bigger, bigger question is like the thing that boggles my mind is traveling the distance, you know, that's the, that's the thing where when I was in college, I was doing all these math classes because I I was like, uh, basically a degree I was shooting for a lot of math, right? Oh, mathematics. You were going to do that? No, I was, I was going for like, like originally when I was going to college, I, I they didn't have a IT degree other than computer science or uh-huh. business management. I forget what they call it. It's another computer science, but management basically. And um, so for that, like there, you have to get to a certain level of math. Right. And so I was doing all this math and math is not my, my strong suit. Like I've always told my, my kids and anybody that wants to listen to me that there's two types of people in the world. There's English people and there's math people. And you're never both. You're always better at one. And and obviously, I'm hosting the podcast. I'm an English person. Like I can talk. I can make up. I can tell stories. Like that's my thing, right? But math, I, I always had to put a lot of effort into. So, anyways, I digress. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 thing was that. So I start doing all this math, and I'm like, you know, okay, well, I need to use this some kind of way that's practical, just because my mind wanders, and. At one point, I'm like, okay, well, let's think about how long it would take for me to get to the next star. You know, and I think the ne- like next closest star is like 4.5 uh, light years away or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to guess. Like this is, you know, pre-internet or internet was gone, but I wasn't using it, put it that way. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, so let's just think that maybe like 25 or 30,000 miles an hour is, is like the max of what we can do right now. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, let me figure out how long it would take me to get to that star at this like current speed. True. Dude, it was like a hundred thousand years or some shit like that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like like thirty thousand miles an hour sounds ridiculously fast. You so know what fast. I mean? So right? fast. But it's like nothing compared to the speed of light. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that like thirty Mach or something like that? Yeah. No, yeah, it's faster knows. than that. It's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. Mach is like a Mach. I think is like eight hundred miles an hour or something like that. Something right? crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think that's the that's hard the part for us to comprehend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's light the hard part. It is. It is for us to think in linear uh, time and space is is like there's no way. But yeah. if there's if there's ways that we haven't thought of yet to travel vast distances to like, what was it? Uh, it was the when they were studying some of the atoms, when they were looking at how if you can affect one here in the US, but in Germany, it can happen like instantaneously, whatever that whatever. Yeah, that, it's uh, like particles, I think is what you're talking about. I, correct. I, I can't think of it right now. It's like uh, the, these like two different particles are, are attached to each other. And it does like the space of uh, the amount of distance in between them doesn't matter. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter how far. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so it makes you wonder if there's anything in there that we just haven't figured out yet. You know, I know I think uh, Einstein was working on that, but he died with an incomplete formula there. Um, So there's got to be stuff. There's got to be stuff. No, I think that I think I think that. Yeah. Somebody in the comments says quantum entanglement. And that's it. That's it. I, yeah. I think without a doubt, that's the 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 truth of the matter is it's just stuff that we don't understand, you know, and yeah. um, 
the way that I think about it though, is like the more that, you know, the bigger that everything gets. Right. So right. like right now we're talking about our universe. I guarantee you there's more than one universe. Dude. I don't think you, you know, know where the mean? end like, of the universe like there's is. There's as many universes as there is like galaxies. And but right, right now we're like, we're like, right. We can like, like a billion, billion, billion galaxies. And we're like, there's no way I can't even wrap my head around it. It's like, okay, yeah. now think about that. But now there's universes with a billion, billion galaxies in it, you know? Right. And then us being like the only one is talk about narcissistic. Like we right. are the only one. Right. That sounds right. That so sounds Trail Dogs wants us to talk about aliens. So this is where I'm going to bring it back just because. Yes. The only reason I'm, I'm bringing that up. For you, for you, Mark, because I know you I like to interact with the people. So, yes. Trail dogs Yo, Trail Dogs, people. what's up? Am I allowed to say, <laughs> hey, Steve Spokesman, I'm getting all the shout outs and Beyond X. What the? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I gave Mark an, a, an avenue and he took off. No, but, uh, trail so, this is, so I, I, I'm one of those people that like, maybe it's the ADD or whatever, but I'm like constantly thinking about all kinds of weird shit, you know, like, like, like when I was doing math maybe one day I'm walking to school and I'm thinking to myself, how long would it take me to walk to the moon? And I would just like figure that shit out. You know, like <laughs> that was this is scary, the kind of weird the shit that's always going through my head. Right. So mm -hmm. um, anyways, my latest thing on, on the scope of aliens okay. that I've been thinking about, did Give you watch all me. those, all those uh, or any of the clips of those um, congressional hearings where they're like yes there's definitely um biologics that we've found that are not human have you watched yes. that yes yes so, yes loved all that so, stuff exactly and but the thing about that conversation that really stood out to me was the lady said to him have you found alien life forms and he said we have found biologics that aren't human Yes. So what I heard in that sentence was there's a possibility that these things that we're seeing flying around are actually here on this planet. That so like, like maybe they found biologics and then they go and they test the DNA and they look at it and they're like, wait a minute, like this is like matching us in some way. Mm -hmm. So now we can't like now now what the fuck you know what i mean right like, right like Love are they mind. so so then you start thinking about it right so you're like okay well i am let's just say that i am as much smarter than an ant as these aliens that are flying around that are blown our fucking mind are than us right i do not hang out with ants i don't try to communicate with them I just do my own fucking thing. And every once in a while they see me. Right. Yeah, right. So like, what if these aliens are like living on the bottom of the ocean? They're just like, troop, 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 you know, and they're like every yeah. once in a while, like they're, they, they get caught on video and they're like, yeah, well, we're not trying to talk to these guys. We don't give a fuck about these guys. I knew I let that GoPro somewhere. <laughs> right? Exactly. They're, they're just flying around, you know, maybe, maybe alien, like, 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 ocean alien is like drunk one day and he's just like sitting on the side of the road like fuck man i'm gonna get popped if i don't get my shit together and and that's how, <laughs> how, how the navy catches them on film you know it's like, right right yeah, yeah they're bored like oh i don't have any magnifying glasses to to get these guys so yeah. <laughs> let me just drop some uh, technology here <laughs> right yeah so that's that's uh 
Well, dude, that's, you're right. I mean, what what do they say we know about the the ocean? Is it one percent? No, no, that's oh, space. It's, it's, yeah, it's one percent of space. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Like what we know about the ocean compared to what we know about above the ground. And to be yeah. quite frank, like we don't know shit about what's above the ground either. I know so. they're constantly like. You know, like sharks, for example, they're like, well, uh, apparently this shark is uh, going to the Bahamas because of the warm water. Oh, shit. We just saw them in Alaska feeding on some kind of sea lion. Didn't realize that they did that. Like, Right. And the other so thing is, yeah. Did you watch that um, that Netflix show where it's like ancient archaeology or something like that? There's like that guy. He's been on Rogan a handful of times. It's like, I oh, think yeah. that like, uh, like John, uh, Hancock, John. Hancock. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I was watching that guy and that guy like, you know, gets gets the 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 brain kind of ticking or whatever. But then there's this other dude on YouTube that's an archaeologist and he just destroys all of yes. those like theories. And it's yeah. so it's really fun to listen to the other side too where you're like, "Man, that guy had me going for a minute, but you listen to this archaeologist and he's like, dude, fact, fact, fact." Fact, fact. And you're like, <laughs> all right, well, now Hancock's a fucking moron. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's it's crazy too because those big like academic universities that are going yeah. to be blowing Hancock out of the water, they could be the ones later on going, you know, well, this is exactly what he was saying, and uh he's right. Because they can't just turn on a dime or a hunch, they need so yeah. much evidence. Yeah. But I mean, there are things out there like, was it Gobekli Tepe in Turkey? Yeah. That was 12,000 years ago. That predates that predates some of the other ancient things and structures that we we found by 6,000 years. And they didn't think there was that much advanced civilization 12,000 years ago. And they, they dig it up now. Like, what the yeah. heck? And I heard that recently they just discovered something that even predates Gobekli Tepe even further. Yeah. And and I think that, um, like the way that I look at it is, is like this, everybody in popular science thought that Galileo was a fucking mental patient, right? <laughs> so, so like, there's definitely going to be somebody nowadays that everybody's going to be like, this guy's a freaking kook, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, I always come into it that way, but like, uh, if you ever get a chance this guy's channel, I'm going to try to click it and see if I can do this without making noise. And mute. all right. So I'm going to put it in the chat. It's like mini minute, man. He's got almost 1.5 million subscribers. And uh, he, he just like, he, he's an archaeologist. That's about all I know. I did not do any research other than believe what he said. So he could be... <laughs> If you if you go to it go to his channel and check it out sometime, um, you can. I typically like two times because I can't handle watching thirty five minutes of this stuff like at that just, speed. But um, your your brain starts to fry. Yeah, I just need to like. I'm so ADD. I really should probably go get medication, but um, I don't want to do that. That'd be, that'd be a boring biker bar, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know i'm like like what would that be like to think completely different than the way that you think right now like that to me is terrifying yeah like even though people are telling me that you know 
hey, you know, things aren't supposed to go that way. Um, I I don't like the idea of thinking uh, of the world that doesn't go at like 100 miles an hour. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little scary. That change, would it affect you differently? Would it be, would you think, would you still be effective? Yeah. Or would you, be or would it be effective? positive? You know, like maybe it would be positive in that I would stay more focused on the things that I would want to do. Let's just say like whatever this task is that I'm trying to do. Let's say instead of like halfway through reorganizing some drawer in my camera gear, <laughs> like, like I would be able to stay focused on what I was originally doing, maybe editing the video that I need to put out on the channel. Right. But, um, um, but would that be better for me as a person to have that focus? Like what's got me to here and the success in life, life that I've had has been like, the way that I've been going about it. Maybe mm. I would be more successful with it. I don't know. That to me is the question. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to fuck with that, you know? Yeah, true. I mean, maybe you'll be really good at one thing versus having like five things in the iron. Cause I feel like folks, like if I'm, if I'm similar to what you're describing, I need a little bit of procrastination for the motivation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I have ample time, it's like, okay, well I can focus on that. We'll get it done. But if there is, a couple things going on you it you focus on a lot of things at once and you get a lot of things yeah. done the way i explain it i think it's you're saying the same thing the way that i say it is are, are you add too is that what i'm getting here yeah i don't know i've never been diagnosed with it but i sure do do a lot of do have a, a, a lot, lot of the things fire yeah, <laughs> yeah so like um damn it if i didn't just forget the rant that i was about to go on what did you say a second ago? Similar procrastination yeah, did, and motivation. Oh, procrastination. <laughs> yeah. The, the way that, that I always say it is that I need pressure to actually make me do things. Mm. So, and, and I think the reason that I do that's part of the reason that I procrastinate. So like if I procrastinate, then I'll get the pressure that is equal to like what I need to actually make me do things. Mm -hmm. Because if mm -hmm. I don't have pressure, I don't even feel fulfilled. And that's part of the reason why I do a YouTube channel and work a full-time job and ride a shitload of bike. And like, I do yeah. all these things that occupy so much fucking time that, that it makes me have pressure every day when I wake up. Otherwise I'll just like, I, if I'm not doing all those things, I get depressed really yeah. bad and I get like negative really bad because then I, I just feel like I'm not doing anything. Dude, we need the squirrel in our life. Yes. If we don't have the squirrel, it's yeah. uh, it's going to be like pretty boring. <laughs> pretty, right. so, pretty boring. Just because we got Mark on the show today, we're going to play <laughs> a little bit more with the comments. And um, so Octodad over here, he's been throwing up a bunch of good questions. New but Zealand, baby. What my favorite movie is, but we'll start with what Mark's favorite movie is first. Oh man, so this is easy. I'm an 80s kid, so it goes back to the Goonies or Back to the Future. And for tonight's episode, based on uh, Newton, Einstein, and all the theories of quantum entanglement, all that stuff, definitely Back to the Future. That's a good one, man. Except for How when he kisses his mom. When he kisses his mom, that was kind of... I forgot about that part, and I had my son watch it. I'm like, this is one of the best movies ever. 
And uh, then the part where his mom kisses him, I was like, oh, uh, sorry about that, son. Well, he didn't kiss his mom. His no. mom kissed him. Yeah, that's even weirder. Yeah, but at least he didn't do it. Come on. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. McFly. You're, 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 yeah, that's true. McFly, you're forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's but, just yeah. like, how old are you, Mark? 49. 49. So you're a couple of years older than me. I think if I'm doing my math correctly, I think I'm 46. <laughs> Isn't it so fun to be at the point where you can't remember how fucking old you are? How many mocks is that? Is that yeah, right? one mock two? Speed is yeah. So I don't know if you did this to your kids, but I made my kids watch every movie that I grew up with. So they are very well versed in the 80s and the uh, 90s to the point that my daughter did a trivia thing at school when she was in high school. And um, beat the teacher on like movies that were from his childhood. And he's like, How do you know this? And he's like, Because my dad is a good dad. <laughs> my dad is an eight, 80s kid. Yeah. 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 I don't so think definitely go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I don't think you can make movies from the 80s. I don't think you can make those today. Oh, it would be definitely like if you go back and watch them. It's kind of unbelievable the shit that they're saying and doing. Yeah. Compared, like, in light of today's standards, you know, right. like, I remember in my mind watching um, Short Circuit as a oh, young yeah. child. So I would have been really in the, like, like, probably in the, in elementary school, right? Mm -hmm. In the lower grades of elementary school. And I remember just thinking it was a robot movie and the robot was really funny. Right. Yeah. That's what Dr. I remember. Dr. Pepper. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I put that thing on for my kids when they were like six because I was thinking, okay, well, you know, <laughs> and holy shit, if that guy doesn't say a lot of fucked up stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there the guy who was playing the Indian character that there was a lot of comedy in the. In oh, I would movie? imagine there's probably a lot of racial stereotypes and. A yeah. Lot of this, I mean, like the like in my mind, the only thing that I remember is like my mother was a snowblower, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what really happened was a whole lot of cussing and a lot, a lot of things that just by today's standards just don't like they don't line up the same. So I oh. agree with you. I don't think you could make them. Uh, yeah, uh, nerds, Porky's, Police Academy. Yeah, I mean, epic yeah. shows, funny. Even yeah. I mean, even down to the Three Stooges, and that was more sitcom stuff. Yeah, I don't think they're funny to like, like, uh, they may not be funny in the same light to people that are the same age today as they were when we watched it, just because of the way that society is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you, though. I love the 80s and 90s movies. Um, Goonies is hands down the movie that oh, I've yeah. seen the most time in my life. Like, I. I've watched that with the kids so many times. I've watched it just it's just like it is such like a good it's such a fun story. It's so like like it, it invokes all those things in a young young kid's mind of like adventure and treasure money man. and treasure yes. and you know like all those things that are yeah. fun to kids, right? Well, and uh, bank journey. robbers and, and pirates and you know yeah. and like the, the, the beautiful girl or the yeah. you know like all, all of that. Yeah. Yes. It does a good job of that. But I I if if I'm answering this like my knee-jerk reaction when somebody asks me my favorite movie, it's always Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
and that that probably tells you a lot about who I am. But <laughs> <laughs> after this episode, we will burn this one and and, and bury it. <laughs> yeah. After this episode, we're all going to take some ayahuasca. No, like, yeah, so, um, yeah, that 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 to me, um, I don't know. I I've watched that movie damn close to as many times that I've seen Goonies. Unfortunately, yeah. my friends and I, my roommates and I, when that movie came out, we like studied that movie like it was a like like we could have maybe maybe started a cult. With all that. based off of like what happened in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there were so many good ones back then. Mannequin was another one that came out. Pretty Woman was Pretty Woman in the eighties, or are we are we in the nineties? Probably nineties. We're going nineties with Julia Roberts on that. Yeah, one. I mean, let's look. I'll look it up while you talk about it. What did you like about that? I don't know. Just all those kind of like they kind of just were escapism. I mean, a lot of movies today are always escapism, but back then, and maybe it was just because I was a kid. And in your mind, you don't know much, you know? So like, yeah, yeah you believe it. Yeah. Robot gets struck by lightning and wants Dr. Pepper right. and it's trying right. is alive. It has a conscious. Yeah. It's like, man, you're rooting for him. It was always the that hero's was 1990 journey. That. that was 90. Yeah. And the good like, same was, with the robot stuff though, is like, do you remember war games? That one was really good. I'm trying to remember that one. I remember war Robocop. Games, war games was with, um, with Ferris Bueller. I can't think of his name right now. And he like he was a hacker and he like wanted to change his grades in high school. And then he accidentally oh, like hacked yeah. into this like nuclear kind of thing. And um, actually he thought he was playing a video game, but he was actually like controlling the fucking nuclear like program. Oh, and you, you don't remember this one? Man, it's vague. It's vague. Yeah. Matthew Broderick. Thank you. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. That's uh that's a good now Matthew Broderick wasn't he also the guy I could be completely blowing this but there was a movie called okay he did one with monkeys too that I really liked I can't remember what that one was I'm trying to somebody think. threw it up there well yeah what was the one better off dead that was an 80s movie wasn't it do you remember that one yeah, yeah, that, that paper boy two dollars yeah. cash I love that guy I love that <laughs> yeah. he, he the whole time like he was it's all because of a breakup you know, yeah. broke up with his girlfriend, just super pretty. And then all of his cartoon drawings would come to life. Man, oh, yeah, I do remember that. No, that wasn't Broderick, though. That was um, that, Broderick? that was Cusack, wasn't it? Oh, that was Cusack. I'm yes, yes. Sure that was Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, a somebody good even one. said it in the comments. What do you know? I was yeah, the better off dead with John Cusack. Yeah, that was a good one. I I love that one. I love when the he's at the restaurant specific scene. He's at the restaurant. He's drawing. He's like totally bummed out and depressed and he draws the hamburger. And the yeah. hamburger comes to life and Van Halen starts playing. <laughs> that was such a sick scene. I love that scene. Maybe We're gonna honorable, honorable mention um MTBTNA here. Oh. He throws up, he throws up um Heathers, and it was a classic, and I did not learn my lesson. My ex-wife's name was Heather, so obviously I should have paid more attention. <laughs> Just another Heather. <laughs> that is the lovely and talented Lauren out there out of Miami, Florida. On TV, oh, there you go. Yeah, Heather is now, oh, I don't yeah, remember. I yeah, yeah, she does a podcast too. She's with, Yeah, she's with Johnny, Mountain Bike Q&A. Also, also hasn't invited me on an episode. <laughs> What's cool about that duo is that uh, they were, well, Johnny Yu was the Remember Wait a minute, Lindbergh. they're doing one together now? Well, she's on there, but she should be officially a co-host because she is... Did second. she have her own, though? 
No, but they had they were oh, Johnny, I'm mistaking her then with somebody else. Yeah, Johnny had a Johnny was a, sorry, back in ahead. the no no back in the Siskel and Ebert days of the like serious movie critics, there was a comedian movie critic out of Los Angeles named Johnny Yu. And that's where MTB QA is from. So he had this cool like movie critic review. And Lauren was on some of the episodes. MTB TNA was on some of the episodes. If you if you Google uh, Johnny Yu movie critic, you'll see a lot of that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, they were like the bee's knees in Hollywood for the comedy movie critic stuff. So fun. So what's the TNA stand for in MTB TNA? Because yeah, we've been talking yeah. all this. 80s yeah. shit so like my mind is not in probably the right spot mtb tna is <laughs> taxes and assets yeah that's that's exactly what I'm. yeah thinking. she's the business side of the whole <laughs> 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 oh man but the uh, 80s were yeah, good and dude the goonies the opening scenes when they're like riding their bikes and stuff as a mountain biker that's when you knew you're gonna be a mountain biker if you love that movie eventually the bike would stay with you from childhood to adulthood had to. Had to. I'm so glad that she laughed at that comment because otherwise <laughs> I, I I I do these things where I make jokes and then later I just beat myself up about them for like three or four days. So the fact that she laughed, I'm I'm okay and now I'm good. So oh, she's she's awesome. She's you do awesome. That? oh yeah. It's hard to, in today's world when you put yourself out there. We're on the internet, Robert. It's crazy. You could say something. I mean, look at what happened with Pink Bike. Whether they meant it or not, it starts a thing and it becomes reality. And you're like, sheesh, all I meant was yeah. I wanted another bagel. Right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a How did I get here? <laughs> right, right, right. So, so alien, you think, you think for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd, probably, I'd put money on it. Have you seen anything in real life that you're like, what the hell is that? I have. You have? Yeah. So so have I. Okay, you go first. <laughs> Man, I like, you know, whenever something happens at the time, it's very vivid and you like truly like you believe it. But as time goes and it gets fuzzier, you really start to question it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I'll, I'll I'll paraphrase this whole night as quickly as I can. No, dude, but take your time. This is good. You're you're hooking me in, bro. It's not going to be good if I explain it. I'm I'm gonna like burn some bridges with the internet if I explain it to the full extent of explaining. Oh it. no! Oh no. <laughs> no! Not bad. No, it's just like I don't know if I really should get into all of that right now. Let's just say you guys know what my favorite movie is. So, anyways, me and a bunch of my buddies were out <laughs> and uh, in Las Vegas. <laughs> we were out almost there in las vegas and uh we were having a good time and uh we kept like watching all this stuff up in the sky like man what is that like we're all like we were always like having these alien conversations so we're always looking at the sky at night right and um one particular night we saw something that looked like it was it was as the sun was rising okay. and the size oh, of man. it was all nighter yeah yeah we were up yeah and we were definitely <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like i said during um and uh there was something that that appeared to be a very large craft that was hovering above what we could see from the street that we we're driving that like like behind some houses right and um all of the everybody in the vehicle saw it 
and um at the time we all like went home we're like what the fuck like what was that like holy shit blew our mind or whatever and now i just think back and i'm like you know you see these things where it's like 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 mass um hysteria not hysteria but like like somehow everybody can like talk each other into fucking thinking that they see something or mm-hmm. i don't know and so i wonder i don't know I, I don't know if if that really means anything like to me um i question whether or not the influences that we were under for the night had anything to do with it and um otherwise though to me I, it it's really like my belief is 100 percent like statistical like what we started talking about yeah how about you let's hear what you got no i mean just for that it makes sense i mean if you guys were even if one person was on something was like dude do you see that the other people could have been like well you should probably take a nap yeah. <laughs> we don't see anything yeah. but for everybody to see it and everybody wasn't on the same substances we'll just say that so like <laughs> i was drinking maybe somebody else was doing acid maybe somebody else was doing blow i don't fucking know but <laughs> <laughs> it's all allegedly by the way <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so, like but one way or another everybody at the time <laughs> said they saw the same thing but it's kind of like the ouija board right like it, everybody says they're not moving it, but somebody maybe is. Yeah, you that one person. I mean? so like, it might... <laughs> maybe one person in the car actually saw something and everybody else was like, yes! You know? like, <laughs> so that's the part to me where it's like, okay, like I don't know. I can't remember if there was anybody sober in the car. There probably was, now that I think about it, because my one friend who was there, his brother didn't, didn't indulge like the rest of us did. But um, anyway. <laughs> dude you see that yes we did right no, that's so fu- i mean who knows right because it's not that wasn't anything on your mind it just happened to be something that you guys yeah. saw who knows what it was but that's always interesting yeah yeah so yeah. your story let's hear it wow, so man. 2004 please, i remember this year. you have a microchip under your skin that's where i want to start <laughs> so i have this thing under my skin here no two, 2004 i was living down in a little town in socal called del mar it's in san diego county and uh i was a surfer boy and and some of and i lived right on the beach there was an apartment complex that i lived on it faced the ocean every night my bedroom i could look out and i could see the pacific ocean i could see the moon there would always be these lobster fishermen um on the reef with their flashlights and like It'd be pitch black, and then all of a sudden the ocean would light up in a certain spot, and you're like, "What's that?" And then you realize it's a lobster fisherman or a crab fisherman. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, a bunch of buddies uh, started saying like they were seeing some weird stuff at night. I'm like, "Yeah, it's a lobster fisherman, right? I, I see those too." And some of the guys were saying, "No, it's weird. It's like this light starts in the ocean, and then it just boom, zings up to the sky." And they're like, "What?" They, nobody knew what the heck that was, mm-hmm. and uh, it was all within like this two week period. And so um, I always thought it was interesting. I had never seen anything like that. And so one night, uh, my dog, she needed to go to the restroom. So we had this bluff that you could walk along, like right outside the apartment complex. You could walk along this bluff, see the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking with her, and she gets, you know when a dog gets surprised, which is not very mm-hmm. often because they have such good senses? Yeah. She's walking in front of me. And all of a sudden, she kind of scrouches to the ground and runs off to the side. I'm like, what the heck? And I looked over to the left, which is the Pacific Ocean, and there was something that was just moving along, nice and steady, super quiet, 
right on past me and it was yeah. it had zero lights on i don't know what it was but it was yeah. quiet it snuck up on the on uh ollie and i and i'll never forget whatever that was i was just like what the yeah. hell was that that was crazy yeah slow and quiet no lights i think yeah. there's a lot of things that we just don't understand you know like you believe in ghosts i kind of want to I want yeah, to. Right. I haven't seen anything. Sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, depends on the ghost. I mean, we're talking Casper, man. I want to. I want to yeah. believe in that. But all that poltergeist stuff, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. It's yeah. like how much of that shit's just like made the fuck up, right? You know. No. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Where it's there's a lot of people out there throughout history. Who have wanted notoriety? I can't say it right now. I've had too many beers. Notoriety, yeah. That's the word. Thank you. Like, there's a lot of people throughout history, right? So, like nowadays, when somebody says some fucking stupid shit on the internet, you can you can fact check the shit out of them. You can you can go like look at all their history, and you're like, oh wow, you know. Five years of conspiracy theories on their their story. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just released you, from the penitentiary. Right, yeah, right. You could put all that shit into place, right? right? But when somebody said some stupid shit like that in 1857, there was zero way to know they were fucking crazy. True. Right? True. So so now we have a bunch of stories from back in the day when you couldn't like verify anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. there was like no long no no like maybe everybody in town knew that guy was a freaking coot, right <laughs> but we have a 12,000 years later right but, but because he wrote it down and that book just so happened to get found 100 years later now you're like hey <laughs> this guy seen some stuff you know <laughs> so so that's the part with ghosts and aliens and all the things that you have to really take into, into like consideration is there's a lot of people that just make shit up yeah. And they, they're, they're, uh, there's a couple of different versions of those people. Like some of them just make stuff up, right? Mm -hmm. But some of them make stuff up and truly believe what they made up. Yeah. Those ones yeah. are like ex extremely, um, <laughs> they're they definitely more dangerous than the ones that just make things up. Right, right. Because they can do it with so much passion and yeah, make you yeah. really believe it. But boy, when you have these military high-ranking intelligent officials coming up and saying yeah yeah we've seen things that we don't understand and there are yeah. things of non-earth or non like like yeah. what wait yeah. what yeah so that's what i was getting on with the ghost thing though i feel like there's a lot of people with the ghost thing that's definitely um more their mind or more um circumstance or more the substances that them and their friends were hanging out with you, you yeah you, you see what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah. like, like like i feel like with ghosts that's a lot more likely but with the, the some of the alien stuff it's like man i don't know there's no way to explain that right like that specific thing yeah it's hard to bury that story right the ghost yeah. thing could be someone's imagination or what have you but it could I, be like a shadow from here to there, or you know what I mean? Like, right, such a little thing, and you're like, Did you hear that noise? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast where he swore that he saw a wolf when he was out hunting and it turned out to be a chipmunk at a distance. That's yeah. how crazy his mind was. Your mind can play tricks on you. You just, yeah. And not only that is also the way that you remember things. I mean, this is very true in court cases as well. Like your memory is really influential. Like it can be influenced easily. And, um, so like initially you saw this and then you started thinking about it and then you, you can change your, actually your, you can change your memory by just being led a certain direction or like overthinking it. And now all of a sudden you're like, no, I saw a guy wearing a pink shirt, shoot that person. Right. But realistically, like if, if it would have been like, right when it happened, it was like, no yellow shirt. You know what I mean? But yeah. as you think about it, you're whatever reason it turns to pink and you can like, you, you'll swear you, you probably pass a, a polygraph. Yeah. But you're just believing something that you you've like, for whatever reason you, you fabricated it. Like your memory could be very, put it this way. How many times have you told a story so many times that was like a, a funny situation that maybe, uh, maybe it was one of your friend's stories or something like that. And after like 10 years of telling the story, you almost think you were there. Was I there? You, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Just I'm last... trying to give it like, and that like maybe a little bit of stretch of what I'm talking about, but like, I've definitely had those circumstances where it's like, was that me or was that my friend's? I can't remember anymore. Yeah. Was that my friend's story or my story? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you believe it, it's your story. But in fact, it could have been your friend's story. That's, right. that's the heart. Dude, I had something like that happen to me. I kept telling the story about something that happened when I thought was Thanksgiving. Turns out it was uh, stocking stuffer day, which was like December 9th last year. Yeah. And this whole time I've been telling everybody, oh, it was on Thanksgiving. It was on Thanksgiving. Could have swore it was Thanksgiving. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. That's exactly what swore. I'm talking about. Thank you for a better, a better example of what I was trying to say. But no. yeah. It, and you would have you would have let you would have bet a million dollars on that. You oh yeah. hundred I mean? percent. Yeah. I could I could I could smell the turkey being cooked. I knew yeah. it was Thanksgiving. It was yeah. not. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> how? How? Yeah. How? This is exactly what I go through with my wife on a regular basis, but she's always right. So <laughs> you're a smart man. <laughs> you're a smart man. <laughs> Perception yeah, is yeah. reality. And if it's her, if yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It's her reality. It's reality. It's reality. <laughs> because there's a pretty good chance that I don't actually remember it correctly. So that's what I'm just defaulting on at this point. I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy when they start like Betty and Barney Hill, going back to the aliens thing, they were the first ones supposedly who came back with the story of the aliens and the greys, right? And ever since their story, everybody else's thereafter, the aliens look the same, the big eyes, the, the gray skin, yeah. the whole like the big head. And uh yeah, is that made up? Is that everyone else seeing the same thing? Who knows what, or is it like the power influence, like what we just talked about? So exactly. once you have that in your mind, you're like, that's what I saw. Exactly. And you read these other things, like we talked about ghosts, the NDEs, the near death experiences. They all say the same thing. I felt like myself floating above my body. There was a light in the corner of the room and then boom, I was somewhere. They all are very similar to that. 
Yeah. You know, I've had an NDE, but it didn't necessarily follow that. Ex it, 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 that exactly. So you did. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you can't just drop that and leave it there. Tell us. <laughs> so we're getting canceled because, tonight, folks. We're talking all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because tonight is what it is. And uh, <laughs> like, honestly, when I started this podcast today, I was like, when you, when you, you reached out to me and I was like, you know what, let's just get on. We're just going to get, we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we talk about. And that's Hell yeah. So, so I've told this story one other time on my channel. I can't remember. I think it was like a really late night podcast or biker. Like I used to do um, just like me hanging out in my garage, getting housed and they were just long live streams and that's kind of that was the precursor to me actually um doing a podcast so at one point i feel like i might have done a video i think somewhere along the line i've talked about it i think it might be like a short clip you, from a podcast where i told this story before did one you way bury it? Is, is it still out there did you bury it no i think it's out there still i'm pretty sure now that i've been saying this all out loud because i remember looking at my thumbnails recently and I think there is a thumbnail of this. So I got struck by lightning. Um, what? When? Yeah, yeah. When I was in, I was in Bosnia, and what? I was in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so I'll tell the story for those of you guys that actually tuned into this podcast to get the story. Hell yeah! Here we story go. Story time with biker. So here we go. Um, basically, I was, I was in Bosnia. I was in the infantry. So. My job was to like, you know, shoot things, right? Yeah. So and and do patrols and walk around and whatever, right? So it wasn't like I I wasn't writing checks or like you know like food <laughs> or fixing trucks or something like that. That like uh, infantry for the I don't know anybody that doesn't know what infantry is, but it, it's just a grunt. It's just like a regular old GI Joe. And uh, so I was in Bosnia, and we would do we were there for like a year and we would do, do somebody said, that's why I just, find sorry. So anyways, we would do like, we would rotate through the jobs that we would do by a week. So one week you would do foot patrols. One week you would do mounted patrols. One week you would do guard on the, the, um, airstrip that we were guarding this airstrip it was like the main airstrip that everything from the world came in to like supply mm. the everything in bosnia that was going on and like, then mounted meaning like you're on the humvee yeah yeah out, like you know yeah. hanging out the top of the turret with a big old gun Ooh. that kind of thing, right so um so you would drive those ones you would be driving around then the foot ones obviously you're just fucking walking that sucks and then uh <laughs> and then the third one would suck because like that week that you were on guard it was 12 hours on guard 12 hours off Jeez. so um and while you're on guard you're supposed to be awake the whole time but this is also 18 to 21 year old guys that are doing this job so it yeah. doesn't always work out that way yeah. so anyways so there's two people in these towers along we're guarding a runway like a, a for an airport you know um if you saw footage of 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 hillary clinton landing in bosnia there's a clip a famous clip of her because she said she saw bombs exploding or something like that she landed on the runway that i'm talking about so oh, anyway damn. yeah yeah so um 
she did not see any bombs. That was part of the clip. You guys throwing bottle rockets at her. Yeah, yeah something <laughs> like it was probably me and my friends. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so so like the length of a think about like any airport that you ever been to, you know, and you go down the runway. Like the length of that runway, there was three towers that were, you know, basically like a one room that's suspended by four sticks up in the air. Right. Think of it that Jeez. way. Right. Good so grief. so like just one square with you know each post as the legs and it's up about two let's just say two stories up in the air right and and it's got sandbags on top of it so like if a mortar comes in that's supposed to stop it i don't doubt that's gonna happen and then it's like <laughs> sandbags around it all except for like one spot where the ladder comes up right so mm-hmm. like the ladder comes up in the corner and there's like you know whatever uh, the width of a ladder is for that let's just say it's like three feet wide right so like in you you can climb up the ladder go in the three foot hole and then inside of that you know you got the you got the the inside of your one room right and and so like i'm i'm trying to do my best to explain the 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 layout for later so so as you come up the ladder let's just say the ladder is like next to one of the posts so when you get to the top the right wall like would be next to your right shoulder but Mm -hmm. on the left wall there's sandbags that are about three feet tall maybe three or four feet into the room so that way if if there's enemies that are attacking you from the the ground yeah you would be able to like be behind those sandbags and shoot down at them through the ladder hole does that make sense yeah yeah and the three foot will stop hopefully stop the bullets if if there was enough stopping power. Yeah, I mean, they're just the, the, it's like one, it's like three, it's like enough room for you to crouch behind something. So it's just like one row of sandbags. Supposedly that's going to be enough. Maybe it's two, I don't remember. Anyways, there's a row of sandbags that keep you like, that you can shoot out the, the ladder hole down there, right? Yeah. So basically what it does is like the, the walking space of the one room, and let's just say the one room is like maybe 10 by 10, right? Okay. So- the, the walking space of the room is like a U shape because of that, those, those sandbags in the middle where like next to the ladder. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're out there and we're, we're just, we're just, you know, pulling guard on, on, on the runway. Right. And if you had the day shift, that was probably a little bit better than the night shift. But when you had the night shift, you would do whatever you could do to stay awake or, or whatever. Right. So, um, Usually the way that it happens is instead of two guys being awake doing their job, there's one guy being awake and one guy sleeping. And the guy that's awake is not guarding the guarding spot. He's just guarding to make sure that nobody comes to find out that we're sleeping. <laughs> right, right. So, so that's realistically kind of what's really happening. I mean, you're watching your sector, but really you're just making sure you don't get popped for sleeping, right? Yeah. And, and you're doing shifts, even though you're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but for the bad right. guys that are listening, there's yeah, ways yeah, yeah. to know you're coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, the bad guys do the same thing. Everybody in the military ever has done the exact same thing. <laughs> So, um, are these things made of metal? Like that? No, they're just made out of wood. So it's all all wood, and then just other than that, holy swaying palm tree, Batman. Yeah. So like the the uh, the 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 legs of the tower are probably about 
in my mind, the way I'm remembering, they're probably about 12 inch kind of squares that were, you know, like the legs were like 12 inch each side of the square, like one foot kind okay. of wood. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like a big, like, like almost like a telephone pole. You know what yeah. I mean? Big old like tree that, trunk. Each one of the legs was a square telephone pole growing up. And then there's this box up there on the top. That's the room. Right. So, um, anyways, we were there for a year. So there's all the seasons. So, so when it started getting cold out, they told us that we could take, they put these like 50 gallon drums out, like, like what they do for homeless people or what you'd like picture. Oh, start a fire around burn it. Right. Yeah. They, they told us that we could have these like 50 gallon drums out there at the base of the tower, obviously. And then we could go down there and we could like warm up. We could start a little fire and warm up and then we could go back up in our tower one at a time, of course. Right. Right. And, um, you tell 20 year old boys that they're allowed to make fire shit gets out of hand real quick <laughs> give me another pallet <laughs> fellas yeah so it started out exactly dude you're <laughs> reading my mind so it started out with like a little fire in the can and then it turned into as many pallets as you could possibly take out there to make a big fire and then it turned into well, let me take five gallons of fuel and we'll see if we dump that on there too and see what happens, right? right. Did you just throw so, the can itself in there? <laughs> right. So this particular night, we have foregone, like we forgot about the, we're not doing the can anymore. We're just making a goddamn fire. <laughs> and uh, so we line, we really stack all these, these, these uh, pallets up and we dump all this fuel on it and we set her <laughs> on fire and holy shit if that flame was not as tall as the tower <laughs> <laughs> the bad guys like, i wonder where they are there right? they are <laughs> think about if there's a possibility of a plane actually landing at the time they're like here's the runway and there's a like a 40 foot tall flame right next they're they're under attack <laughs> right exactly oh, so geez. um just so happened to be like and this like because we dumped so much fuel on it that fire was really short-lived and also <laughs> like maybe it has to do with like the time that communication has like hey somebody tells somebody else somebody tell somebody else anyways <laughs> keep that in mind so right after we do this <laughs> holy shit that's a big fire we're like oh, okay well that was fun we just burned all our wood and all of our fuel in like <laughs> 90 seconds we get up into the tower 90. and it just starts pouring rain and oh, uh no I'm from back back home back east, so like it it definitely rains in a different clip than it does in California, and it is just coming down, and it and lightning starts striking, right? So like obviously there's no trees on the runway, there's just us three big towers in the middle of the runway, and then like the tree line is actually probably about I don't know maybe a hundred yards away from like where our tower is, right? But now fully lit from the fire, like I see you guys out there. No, the fire is gone. <laughs> oh, fire's out already. The fire burned and was down in like it, it honestly probably the whole thing probably lasted like three minutes if that you oh know? my like, god like it was like we burned it so quickly like it was poof poof and it was like oh, oh that was <laughs> so we get up in there and it's pouring down rain and lightning starts striking and i grew up in pennsylvania there's lightning all the fucking time right so like lightning to me as a pennsylvanian is doesn't mean shit to californians if there's a bunch of lightning on a tuesday night Dude. it'll be on the news it's biblical. like they're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a big deal out here like to yeah. me it's like I, I don't know i've seen lightning my whole life like you know like we have we have lightning when it's not even raining and it's like dry lightning. <laughs> like anyway so this lightning starts hitting and i am not kidding you i saw at least two to three 
lightning bolts hit that tree line out in front of us. Jeez. This is like a hundred yards away. Like all the years of my, me growing up at that point, maybe I was 19 years old or something like that. Like I had always seen lightning like way out there in the distance. You know what I mean? Or you would count like how long it was from the thunder. You'd be like, oh, that one was close. You know, like, but I had never seen lightning hitting like in front of me. Right. But because we're in this box that has a roof on it, like we don't have windows. It's just like, but it's like, you're, 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 you're in this like room, you know? And, uh, it's like, uh, when I say we don't have windows, it's cause there's, there's, there's sandbags up to about like chest height. And then there's, you know, a hole up until the ceiling. And then it's like, you know, the sandbags from the ceiling. So it's kind of like, like typical, like think Vietnam kind of bunker kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so, but there's no glass is what I'm saying. We're just like out to the elements. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And so these lightning bolts, they're hitting and i'm like holy shit this is fucking crazy right wow and the guy that i was on guard with his name was jerzak and and he's like you know bitching about this and I, the last thing i remember saying to him was i what did i say to him the last thing i remember saying to him was like we're not going to get any fucking sleep tonight that's, <laughs> the, last that's the last thing that i remember saying to him was that and um next thing i know that um you know in the movies whenever there's a uh like a nuclear bomb and they show that that wave kind of like like yeah. going across the land and just like yeah smashing trees and houses and shit yeah i felt like that wave hit me just oh. like like from top to bottom just fucking hit me Jeez. and um and everything went black and for a moment there was nothing and then um while i was hearing nothing at all i was like oh shit dude i'm fucking dead like what? i am dying right now like this is it i'm thinking through my head like this is it this is well i guess i'm gonna find out who my maker is or like wow what you remember wow you remember thinking that in that moment dude, like i remember Jeez. this whole thing like 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 there is zero doubt for like what we were talking about earlier like you forget shit yeah. over time like i definitely do not forget any of this wow and uh i was laying there i was like man i'm i'm well i didn't know i was laying it was just lights out to me so I, i'm like i'm dead this is it i'm dying i guess i get to find out like what's next and kind of thinking about that and uh I was an electrician before I was in the military. And one of the things that I learned when I was ironic, yeah, was um, (laughs) 0.1 amps stops your heart. That's all it takes is 0.1. Yeah. That's That's enough to stop your heart. Like if if the path goes right through there, like it's enough to stop. And uh, so I start thinking about that. I'm like, fucking 0.1 amps stops your heart. Holy shit, dude, I'm dead. Like, this is it. I'm, I'm really finding out. It's like, well, I guess, here we go. You know, that's like kind of like what's going on in my mind. And I'm yeah. hearing this screaming all of a sudden in the like way far away. Like, like if you had turned like, like it's like turned all the way down. Like you're like, did you, like barely you can hear it. And, but it's yeah. getting louder and louder. The screaming is just getting louder and louder. And as it's getting louder, I'm still thinking to myself like, yeah, this is it. You know, here we go. And uh, it's screaming <laughs> getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And finally it gets so loud that I realized that it was me screaming. 
Wow. Yeah. And right about, and like right when I realized that it was me screaming, then I was like, I stopped because I was like, oh, that was me, you know? And like, yeah. And, and at that point, I was like, kind of like not in this, like, like I, the haze was lifting as it was getting louder. And, and it was like, as the time of that, I realized that it was me. I always like kind of back to reality and I stopped screaming. Right. And so the way that the, the electricity like picked me up and threw me. So my, my head and my shoulders were kind of like laying in that hole to the ladder. Right. And Whoa. so the other guy that was in the tower, he landed on the other side of the, the, the sandbags than I did. Jeez. So right about the time I stopped yelling, he's crawling on his like elbows like around the front of the sandbags okay. and he's like Schumacher are you okay and at the time Pulp Fiction was out it's kind of a popular movie there's yeah. a really like infamous scene where she gets hit with the freaking the 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 needle mm -hmm. so he yells at me like Schumacher are you okay and I look at him and I go that was fucking trippy man and like I'm <laughs> quoting the movie right right and, and, and he instantly starts just cussing me out like fuck you man you could be dead right now you're making fucking jokes like this is like he's just like giving me the like like reading me the riot act and when he's doing that it just so happened because the big fire that we started earlier that yeah. the fire department from the base was driving down the runway because they came down there to put out some fire that got called in and Schumacher. So they said that they were like they were out about like a like like 50 yards or so from our tower when the lightning hit and they said that everybody like in the whole vehicle like all of their hair just stood straight up and laid down Whoa, and like our that tower, much electricity yeah and the guys from the next tower down and them said that like it looked like the whole tower just lit up like a light bulb wow like, like you know and and the so right when jerzak's yelling screaming at me about i'm an asshole the fire department's coming up the ladder and they're, they said later they they thought that we were all going to be dead, but Cooked. instead they climb yeah. up the ladder, and instead Jerzak's just screaming and yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm making jokes, and um, so that was that was my uh, that was my NDE there. So. Dude, wow, that's incredible! What a freaking story! I actually had um, like you could because I'm a really hairy guy, you could see the exact path that the electricity went down, like through my leg to the ground because my wow. hair was singed in like lines of like where the electricity went like Whoa. down my leg Whoa. yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> was it like was it were the lines like crooked lines or was it a straight yeah just line? like you would expect like how like like it just like just lines like there's multiple Jeez. like you know like all the way around because it seemed like the way that the majority of it must have came through my body it must have it, it I think I was wearing, well, I was wearing like my, my gear. there was something metal on my side. Uh -huh. I think it hit that jump to that metal thing. That's yeah. probably our, our, our night vision goggles. I think it probably jumped to that or maybe the rounds that I was holding and then like went into my leg and then like dispersed down my leg. So you could see God. like a spider web of like singed hair down wow. my, my right leg. So, wow. Holy yeah, crap. Dude, it's a good thing you weren't wearing like a sidearm like on your chest yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like that would have been for sure lights out. Yeah. Would, did they, when they checked you out, did they, did they say you're lucky? Like did, was there I any think that everybody that was involved with that. So like, um, Jerzak and I both were fine. Um, did Jerzak like get hit too? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, both of us. Like, it picked me Jeez. up and threw me probably like, let's just say like five or six feet from where I was standing to like where I I landed. Dude, and, and you uh, almost fell out the hole. That would have been for yeah. sure death. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have been good. First, no. Yeah, and then um, there was also because that lightning storm was like so active in that area. There was also a patrol of like eight guys. You know, do you know what Constantina wire is? It kind of looks like it's like circularly circular, like razor blade wire that you see in, in movies. Yeah. Like the way that the perimeter of the air of the airstrip was, is like there was like two, like let's say two on the bottom, one on the top, one on the top, one on the top, like kind of like uh like a wall of that. Yeah, and then like a space of like 10 feet, and then another like wall of that stuff. So that they could walk a patrol in between, like one of those things I was talking about, we did patrols. You yeah. would walk a patrol in between that section. And one of the lightning bolts hit that Constantina wire and made like a, like a electric, electrical, like wall go across. And it hit a whole squad of guys, which is eight guys. They all got hit the same way that we did within Whoa. like minutes of when we got hit. Whoa. Did, yeah. did so, any of them, did they all, nobody, did they make it? Nobody, nobody died everybody like made it but so at that time like at the medic station for the base they all of a sudden have like 10 dudes in there that have been struck by lightning they're all like they're all minds are all like i can't even believe that this is fucking happening you know right. like yeah yeah first yeah. we're getting called in for a fire and now 10 right. dudes get hit by lightning right. <laughs> did yeah. anybody have a similar story to you as far as that that consciousness I don't remember anybody else's stories like like per se like my story is the one that i i the only one that i remember mm -hmm. um somebody says so do you get good radio reception so like my, <laughs> mine is the only one that i remember i do remember the one of the guys like um he really like was never the same after it it like really like it just spooked in like he just really like it really fucked with fucked with him Wow. And um, yeah, so there you go, man. Damn. Free college with a side of electrocution. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, Robert. No wonder why you're so electric. <laughs> that, right. That's freaking crazy, oh. man. So when you were out the screaming, you were completely separate from that in your mind that you didn't even realize yeah, that no, was it, you. Like, that's yeah, it, it, like I said, it took the whole time. And I don't know how much time that was. It felt like. A very long time it could have been 10 seconds you know what right. i mean like yeah it could have been 30 time seconds. is just I, I, totally different yeah thing. you know what i mean it's like when sure. you have a, a wreck on your mountain bike and you're flying through the air and you're like thinking about everything that you did to get you there you, you know what i mean and like you're <laughs> yep, already thinking about me. like if I'm like if if, if you're going to be able to pay your mortgage if you're hurt you know what i mean like, <laughs> like totally happens in this like little little space of like one second you know yeah yeah so realistically i have zero idea how much time passed but all i know is that initially it was blocked i initially didn't hear anything and then as i was thinking about what i was thinking i started hearing the screaming it was getting louder and louder and louder until i realized it was me and when i realized it was me i stopped whoa you know? yeah. whoa yeah whoa that's yeah, nuts crazy. that is crazy that is crazy that is um so obviously you think for sure life after death then? Yeah, I think there's something. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't know. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. How about you, life after death? 
For sure. For sure. I think so too. I mean, the only like thing that I've ever had that was strange that I can't explain is when my grandma was dying. Um, I remember being woken up in the middle of the night by the phone ringing. I was a kid, I was a teenager and I heard my parents answer the phone and then it was quiet for a second. And then I heard my mom just start to cry, just crying and crying. And I had my bedroom door open and down the hall into the living room. We used to have those touch lamps. Do you guys remember those? You touch yeah. it once, it turns on, touch it twice, it gets brighter. Touch it three times, it goes brightest. You touch it one more time and then it turns off. I have a good story about that after you're done. Yeah. So my mom's crying and I, I know what happened without even being told as a kid. I just know grandma passed away and I see a light turn on in the living room and I get up and I think my mom and my dad went out there and they're they're consoling my mom out there so i go out there to console my mom too and i get out there and there's nobody in there there's nobody in the living room it's just me and then my mom comes out of the bedroom and uh she tells me grandma passed away and i give her a hug and that light turned off and then it turned on and went bright brighter brightest off bright brighter brightest off Bright, bright, and it went faster and faster. And then my mom said, I got scared as a kid. And my mm -hmm. mom out loud said, Mom, stop, you're scaring Mark. And then it, mm -hmm. boom, it stopped. And yeah. that was the only time I've ever seen anything like that, experienced anything like that. But yeah, that's all I needed to know to, yeah. to go, dude, there's definitely something more to what we can see. Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird shit, man. I, I think that, like, our spirit or whatever, I think it's, like, our, our soul or whatever. I think it's just energy. Mm -hmm. And, like, energy doesn't, like, dissipate. It just, like, changes. You know what I mean? Changes, right. Yeah, and um, I think that, I, I, I think that, I mean, and I think you can say this and still believe in God. You know, like, it's just explaining maybe more scientifically what is happening what maybe what, what what religion is saying or something but um yeah i think that um i think that re reincarnation is probably like a thing that seems to be the the common thing that you hear over and over again by these people with ndes yeah that um you come back to learn something yeah. and you could actually decide you want to come back and experience and learn something I don't yeah. know what that means. I don't know if you're going somewhere or if that's what we're all about. Who knows? But yeah. that's very common. It's very common. Yeah. Here's yeah. one for you. Like I said, I I'm not necessarily like like believe everything that I like come up with on my own on on like when I'm having these like thinking sessions. But what if? What if? You know, like they like, let's just talk like, like, uh, Christianity for a second. Mm -hmm. Like in Christianity, Jesus, or like, let's just say, like, God's an all forgiving God. That's like one of those things that they like to say a lot, right? Yeah. And, um, but then they also say, like, if you do wrong in this lifetime, you're going to go to hell for eternity. So that's scary. And, Right. Well, and I feel like, like, how can somebody be like all forgiving, but then also like, like give you one shot and then you're fucked for eternity. Eternity. Right? Yeah. That's a long time. Also like one <laughs> long. Like, I can't even fathom eternity right? burning. Right. Yeah. But like, but, 
but if you think about like uh reincarnation and what if we were in hell and you get one shot to make it right and get to heaven or you stay yeah yeah <laughs> so you get reincarnated and you do it again <laughs> you, you know what i mean right like, that would work then so it'd be like hey you can you can actually stay in hell for eternity or you can get out that's a good point and then each time you get a shot to to get to the next level to learn your lesson and move on to the next thing that you're supposed to yeah. interesting interesting yeah. thought man yeah it's just like shit that comes in like this is the crap i think about when i'm when i'm climbing <laughs> right so here's here's another thought that 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 sparks my interest and talking about mountain biking and stuff, you know, how there's always something new coming out. Like we had the new derailleur that you could like attach straight to the frame. You could drop rocks on right. it. it. It doesn't bend. Everyone loves that because everyone's been in the moment when you're shifting gears and if you're in between gears, you're like, Oh man, the thing's bent again. This sucks. How long would it take if a meteor hit us today? How long would it take for us to get back to a mountain bike with that derailleur or would we ever? Yeah. With with the version two, three, four, five. And how many times has this happened before? Right. Has, I mean, and how many times have we created society differently? It, or have we? I don't know. But I think about these things when I'm climbing too. It's like, yeah. whoa, if a meteor hit us, how lucky might it be shifting on this derailleur? Because this may not happen for another 12,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> or like 100 million years right right or ever 100 million years like how long does it take for like history just to be completely erased right like the, like what is it 13 right what is it four 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 billion is it four billion years is that how long the universe is i think that's the age of the universe allegedly yeah so it's like so like we know we have some like fossils from like 100 200 300 million years ago from some some um dinosaurs right yeah so like what if at a billion years like once it's a billion years like you actually just can't see anything anymore for sure you know? i'm sure so like what if that whole and like what if we were totally on mars before and right and now and maybe during that time of us like getting smarter we figured, hey, we need to go to another planet. Otherwise, if something fucked up happens, we're going to all die on this one. So yeah. we're like what we're saying right now. Yeah. And what if we like then made our way over to Earth and we were like, sweet, that's our second home. And then Mars got screwed. And yeah, <laughs> and, and then, then we lost everything over here. And, <laughs> right. And another billion years for us to come back around to this derailleur. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so true. Freaking a, a meteor can completely. So. I watch a show on YouTube called The Y Files, and they went through something like this with Graham Hancock. And yeah. uh, it doesn't take much to erase us completely. Like when, yeah, yeah. if something were to hit, like a meteor were to hit, not to scare everybody, but if a meteor were to hit and the amount of fire and heat, not, not to mention if it landed in the ocean, the tsunami that would come yeah. and just wipe everything off. It doesn't take Even much if it to hit on land. Just the dust itself, what it would do to the planet would yeah. like change the way that we get light and would make plants die. But it would, yeah, it would right. be we'd be fine. That's when that's the uh, that's the uh, Arctic winter, or I think something right. like that. Like if it were to hit yeah. the, the ground that like no plants could actually live, right. we would starve, everything would be covered, and then ice age. And uh, we know we've had that before. So right. And it, it, if it's only things like stone that would 
really survive, but our metals, all the things yeah. that we have would easily just be erased, which yeah. is nuts. Super yeah. nuts to think about. It hurts my brain. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, honestly, like even like, um, I mean, you watch all these apocalypse shows, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you think about it, like, let's just say something crazy happened. I don't know how to make a derailleur. Yeah. If you and survived even, after the craziness. Right, yeah. Right. Even the people who know how to make a derailleur, like, let's just say the engineers that have designed it. Mm -hmm. They're relying on the machine shop that knows how to like machine the metal. And they're yeah. relying on the like electronic company that knows how to make the motherboard and the other company that knows how to make the chips like like even though we know exactly how it happened like we dude there's chips in there and there's a program and it's like <laughs> metal and plastic and it's like you need some gold and like <laughs> some silicone. like we know kind of what's going on but dude without all those other factories we're fucked it right? ain't happening. yeah so it's like what are you gonna do what do you what are you gonna do you're gonna resort to one thing how do i eat today that's yeah. what you're gonna do that's you it. know that's, that's it. it and for weaponry like i don't know how to make a bow and arrow or a gun or a laser uh give me a rock and if i could find some string maybe i can make a slingshot to get food but i think the thing though that's really interesting about that whole like like thought experiment is that when you boil it all down to that like moment it actually like at least to me there's like a level of clarity that um that's how simple life is because realistically everything that we're doing today like is for the exact same reasons we just want to eat every day and be yeah. happy yeah. you know what i mean and so yeah. like even if you took it all away we're still gonna like at the end of the night hopefully we can figure out how to make a fire and sit around and try to make each other laugh. You know right. what I mean? Like we're going to yeah. still try to do like something that makes us feel good about ourselves, mate. But realistically, the thing we're really most concerned about is eating. Yeah. <laughs> and then there would be folks like us sitting around a campfire going, then there was a company called Santa Cruz. There right. was a bike called the YT like, Oh, come on. Tell us that story again. That's yeah, so yeah. fun. There were yeah. those trails and there was a place called Starbucks. Right, oh, some Starbucks. The <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, Starbucks becomes a religion that you know. Five thousand years later, they're like, "Oh, they worshipped the stars." <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if Disneyland was excavated twelve thousand years from now? What would they right. think? Would they think yeah. like there was this mouse, this magical mouse? Are, are you guys magical. kidding me? <laughs> you. What I think about is we don't actually now build anything that, or we haven't for a while, built anything that would actually stand the test of time. No, I don't think we have. Maybe so like, Mount like, Rushmore, like, maybe? Yeah, that's like the only thing I can really like like quickly come to, to term, like to, to, to my mind with. But like, yeah. like we don't have a Sphinx. We don't no. have a, a pyramid. We're not mm -mm. building, like our houses would be gone in like a hundred years. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like gone, gone. You wouldn't oh, even know yeah. they're there, you know? Like, Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I don't think we right. have anything in stone, right? The, right. we have, we have Mount Rushmore. That's it, dude. Isn't it? I I mean, even like Elon sure Musk. 
the the comments maybe they can come up with something but man we're yeah. freaking on some tin foil hats on this episode heck yeah we are this is awesome i mean these are all the thoughts folks that that go through your mind when you climb <laughs> yeah, now. Uh, the 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 thought of that is pretty fun though just to think about yeah. it you know like maybe this isn't the first time that we've been so modernized and if you just look at the last what 120 years I mean, even forget that. When was the first Apple iPhone with the app invented? Was it 2008? Yeah. I can't even think of a, a no, having was, a phone without an eight. It was earlier than that. Was it? Was it? Yeah, because I. Maybe see. you're right. I'm gonna. When was the first Apple app? Because that blows my mind. Yeah. Because if you think about, I can't even think about. The yeah, because I remember the company I worked for. We moved into our new building in 2007, and I, I and I remember being in that building for sure when I first got an iPhone. I didn't get the very first model. I think uh -huh. I got the like version three. That's when they okay. finally like cleaned it up. I think the version two was kind of like a little more clunky. But what do you got when you're searching it? I can tell you. So Nokia had one in 97, but Apple's first app dropped October 2007. That's when Steve Jobs announced yeah. it. Apple would have a software development kit available for developers by February 2008. The SDK was released on March 6th. The iPhone app store opened in July 10th, 2008. What? Yeah. Son of a gun. There Nine, we go. Dude, there, there we go. Uh, 2007 by somebody who used to work for Apple. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then the people in 1920 were like, hey, you know, in about Dude, uh, you know, check this out. The other day, I'm going to fuck this up, but Happy Days was set in like 1955. And what? I think it released. I think it like released. I'm going to screw these dates up. So don't check my math on this right now. But like, let's just say it was set in 1955. It came out in like 1972 or something like that. Right. Really? So it was like, like showing a, like a more humble time of like not too long ago. And the, the whole point of the, the little like reel or whatever was that if you were setting that show today, it would be set in like 2004. So whatever the math is for that. Like wow. that's how, so like wow. we would like the happy days show of today would be 2004. What? 19 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. that's, that's the spread. That's freaking insane to think about. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> but it doesn't feel like like that. You know what I mean? Like no. that much change. But if you really start thinking about it, though, like in 2004, we didn't have like an iPhone. We didn't have a phone that you could look at the internet like yeah. in that, that aspect in it. Like it really yeah. was a different time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it think was. about the geometry of bikes in 2004 compared to today. Yeah. There was just big, you know? big. Yeah. That's crazy to think about how much change is in, in such a short period of time it really does feel yeah. like that because from yeah, so 1920 there's moore's law you know what that is it's uh like uh it's basically just like 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 an exponential curve showing like how quickly that that technology is advancing and so if you think about that change from then to now yeah like this is really like a short amount of time. Put it this way. How about this? When you and I were in the eighties growing up and we, we would hear about Dick Tracy and he had a watch that he could talk to. People yeah. On. 
and yes. see maybe video on right right and we just thought that was like crazy cool. like someday that shit will happen we never actually thought it was going to happen in our lifetime but yeah. that's really happening in our lifetime like <laughs> no. that's what i watch you know what yeah. i mean like right that's an apple watch and so let's just say that's 30 years right from when we were kids to 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 now like so what is what's the ch like what are we watching on science fiction television shows right now that we think is fucking not gonna happen yeah that's gonna happen in the next 30 years who knows what that could be portals dimensions i mean <laughs> <laughs> it could be like robert remember when we used to have to do these podcasts like virtually now i yeah. could just like i could blip over to your house and you could blip over yeah. to mine like it's yeah. pretty epic what the hell dude i mean to think about 3d printing like you have right now yeah that seems science fiction I, I think a 3D printing is like the precursor to the uh not the holodeck, but like remember in Star Trek they had like they'd like walk up and they would like want some like hey, I need a new gun and they'd be like push a little button and a little door coming up and it'd be yeah. like and then they would get the new gun out of that little box. Yeah. Like that to me is like that's where 3D printing right now we're seeing the infancy, you know, and eventually it's gonna be you go on, let's just call it Amazon because we don't know any better. You go on Amazon, you're like, I want a new fork. And you're like, boop. And then, boop, they come out. You get all your forks. Jeez. You know, I want 25 of them in titanium. And boop, there wow. you go. You know what wow. I mean? It's going to be that. Aren't there bike companies that are teasing that out right now with frames? Like, you can yeah. literally print your frame that you want i mean i don't think or they're printing it you know like with their yeah. own like like right now like like maybe it's like you have to um they're using 3d printing to make the parts that they're making or whatever because that's like you know um a whole factory that has to be involved in order to make that let's just say yeah compared to like a computer used to be a whole room and now it's on your watch you, you know what i mean like that's so crazy man yeah. So like those time, that's actually like, you know, as we're sitting here bullshitting, like that's actually probably where you're going to see in the future. That's you know, pretty is, cool. is that like that type of technology just really becoming more and more and more refined. Right. I mean, how fun even today to take a writer from Red Bull, just right before he drops in, just boop, take him and then show like uh, the weather report and the winds and everything. Like, look, man, you better get your running early because uh, my little gizmo here is telling me that if you're fourth in line, the wind's going to be crazy. So you want to drop in yeah. now and then boop back. Yeah. I mean, we have all that stuff today. Insane. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about man. It really yeah. is. You know, favorite, favorite bike for you right now, Robert, what do you, uh, I, I already know the answer to this. Favorite bike. bike like, yeah. what do you mean by that question? Like, like the one that you... I would like want to ride the most or like the one. Yeah. That like What's on your, what? Garage? what's on your wish list like what do you what well let's do both uh what do you reach for what's your daily driver and then what do you uh what's on your wish list so right now i'm kind of like in a state of flux in like what's in my garage so um i don't have all the bikes that i would want to have right now because i i'm in the process of selling things to buy new ones mm -hmm. so Real like what mountain bike wise, what I have in the garage is I have the Fazari LaSalle Peak. That was a great um, video, by the way. Thank you. It's a 170, 170 bike, and it is very good at 
being what it is. Um, my other bike that I have mountain bike wise is a chameleon. So it's a hardtail. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a very different types of riding that I can do with those two, two different bikes. So, um, as far as like, would I grab the most, it really, like, it, it just really depends on what I'm doing. Like you know, if I'm going to go do an XC ride, I'm taking the hardtail because that's going to be yeah. way more fun. More if efficient. Yeah. If I'm going to do something chunky, I'm going to take the big bike. Or it's like today I, I took the big bike to an XC place just because I didn't want to put the pedals on my um, hardtail right now. So <laughs> I took the pedals off to give them to one of my buddies to try out. So, um, yeah. How did, how did Fazari pull you out? off of santa cruz because that video that you dropped it threw me for a second i was like wait what, what? yeah yeah i, I mean, purposely it, did that at the beginning too because i i i i um i thought it would be funny you know because everybody knows me as a santa cruz guy right yeah um i um i was just talking to i don't know if, if you're familiar with with them but tyler's he's been on my my show a few times from fazari to like their main not marketing guy. I think maybe he's a sales guy or something. He's always at the events, right? Mm -hmm. And uh super cool guy. And um, so I just swung by the Fazari tent just to see what they were up to. Like honestly, zero like expectations. zero yeah. expectations of walking over there other than just taking taking some pictures of whatever they were doing, right? Mm -hmm. And um start bullshitting with them and and uh one way or another a conversation came to like, Hey, you should, you should try this bike out, you know? Cause I was telling, I was getting ready to, I was selling my Bronson. I wanted to sell my tall boy cause I wanted to get a new tall boy that had the glove box and I wanted to get mm -hmm. a Nomad. And my mm -hmm. thought process was that I wanted to have more suspension space in between my tall boy and my Bronson because, okay. because when I had those two bikes, man, I would just, I would, I would, I would just take the tall boy like in chunkier and chunkier shit. Mm -hmm. and then the, like sometimes in the bronson i would have it in shit that wasn't like like it was too much bike for it so i was like i need to spread these two bikes apart so it's really clear yeah. to me like okay this That's is the one i'm using here yeah. yeah 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 exactly so that was my thought process at the time i was gonna sell both my bikes buy the new nomad buy the new tall boy and the only reason i was buying the new tall boy was just just 100 because i wanted the glove box that was that was in it now Okay. Um, otherwise I was totally happy with my tall boy. Um, so I'm over there just, you know, chopping it up with, with them about it. And he's like, well, you know, you, you should, you should give this, this bike a ride, you know, give it a shot. And I was like, just me being me. I was like, yeah, dude, you want to send me one? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a ride. I'll do a, do a video on it or something like that. And, um, but in my mind, I was like, not thinking about changing from one brand to another. It was just like, like send me a media bike, I'll do a video, I'll send you your bike back, and that was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And um, whenever that happened, um, let's just say whenever it got to the point of like sending the bike, maybe their media bike was wasn't available or they didn't have one that size or whatever the reason was, we started talking and it just got to be easier to like. Hey, just send me a frame and I'll build it up. And in my mind, it was like, well, I'm going to buy the, the Nomad anyway. So it's all the same parts. So I'll just, you know, build this up, do a little ride on it. Then I'll, you know. Take your components off of there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nomad. Yeah. I mean, 
because I wanted I wanted a 170 170 bike that was a mullet. So wheels and everything would be good, you know. Ah, love the and, uh, Yeah, and so they sent it over to me, and and I a hundred percent expected to do that video and sell it when I was done with it, like sell the frame, you know. And um, here I am still riding it. So sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Fazari kind of came on strong lately at you know april's astro she's ripping now and she yeah. she's with bizarre it's uh there's a lot of great writers on that on that brand yeah are yeah, they direct think, to consumer yeah they are yeah they, they are. are okay yeah so i mean i know that um like single track sampler's been writing one for a while he just oh, got a new right. one he's actually yeah. riding the same soul as me um like uh mo and hannah what, are they fazari they're on Fazari, yeah. They are. They're on wow. Fazari. So yeah. is um Kyle and April. So Kyle yeah. Warner. April's yeah, Astro, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they they they've they've definitely, you know, I think they're making good stuff. So that's huge um, to get you away from Santa Cruz. I never yeah. thought that would ever happen, ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Ever. You know, the <laughs> biggest problem that I have with Santa Cruz right now is that i don't think that they're worth the price that they're charging mm. and that's the part that's really tough for me is that it's like i think it's fucked up that a frame is four thousand dollars wow you yeah. know like like you can get a full bike for that a good yeah, brand they're bike. selling some bikes that are close to that so it's like yes okay it's their cc frame or whatever like I don't give a shit, man. I don't even care. It, like, how do I actually need to like state this so that you guys understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't give a shit that it's the <laughs> frame in my mind. Like if you're selling just a frame, take a fucking loss on it or like barely make your, your margin small because the people that are buying frames are such a small amount of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like you should like, maybe pass on some savings to those people because it's like uh, a small market. Does that make sense? Yeah. And see what they do with it. I mean, have different because types of yeah, cruises like, out there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's almost like a marketing budget in my mind. You right. know, it's like sell a frame as cheap as you can to people make a little bit, but like, don't try to make the same profit margin on a frame as you do yeah. on a full bike. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I just think that like, I really think that these direct consumer brands are going to change the, the space of the not direct consumer brands. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to make them actually start doing things like, Hey, you can choose your build by component. Like, mm -hmm. like Fazari does it. Transition hat does it. Common Sol does it. I mean, you can't choose every single part, like, but they'll give you some options. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if I'm buying a Santa Cruz for $8,000, it sucks that I have to buy an $8,000 Santa Cruz and then replace another $2,000 worth of parts Ooh. of shit that I don't want. With you, the you know DT, what I mean? Totally. The DTC bikes, you can get two of those for that price yeah. with the components that you were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's the part where I think that these, these direct-to-consumer bikes really have it now. I mean, you work with, with YT, so it's a similar mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, it's like, very much so. Like, dude, you can get on and and maybe you can't choose like every fork that was ever made, but you have right. a couple of options, right? Yeah. And, yeah, they have all and the that different layers. Me, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
like like put it where you want like why can't i go on santa cruz's site and pick a cc frame and then pick a transmission drivetrain and then pick aluminum wheels because or no wheels for that matter yeah, yeah. because i already have, have some, some right? you know right like the, they should be like in my mind they, they're they're in the business of selling bikes they should be mm -hmm. in the business of selling bikes mm -hmm. and yeah have the package for the people that are like hey i don't know what the hell i want i just want to see some models like let that be there for them but yeah. i think that there's a lot of people out there like at least in my friend groups like all of us have our own like we we like these are the things that i want you know yeah. what i mean like i want one up bars i want ext suspension i want a one-up dropper i want you know these project 321 hubs mm -hmm. i want a transmission you, you know what i mean like yeah why should i buy a bike that has a bunch of parts that i either need to sell or like i don't know like put it back on the bike whenever i decide to sell it yeah like i should be able to buy the bike that i want it's hard because if they some of those companies that are not, that are not DTC, they have the whole bike shops involved too. So like you can't do one thing one off because then it's going to be hard for the bike shops that you're supporting. And it, you know it's just a big ship to turn. Sometimes I think um, unless you're a company like Giant, who's just huge, and they could do yeah. a lot of good things there too. But man, in the middle right there, it's but I think like if you had a really good shop. At least this has been my experience. If I had a really good shop that I was buying a bike from and I went in there and I told them, hey, I don't want that SDG dropper that Santa Cruz is putting on there. I want a one-up. Like they would put the one-up right. on there for me and they would figure out how to get rid of the SDG. Yeah. So like what you're saying is like, like that and that to me is like what a bike shop should be doing, right? Yeah. Like, that's how they stand out. Right. So what you're saying is like, like the bike shop should be able to do that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. it would even work out for them. Like if they're getting the, let's say that they're doing a build like that, they can just contact Santa Cruz and be like, Hey, these are the parts that I need for this build. And then we're going to source these other ones from us. And it works out for both of them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, it could. I do remember talking to a bike shop and they had, they had inventory, but the company itself was went on sale uh, to the consumers. So they went into the bike shops going, hey, uh, this bike I saw advertise it 30% off, but the bike shop had already purchased it at full price. So it was kind of like there was a lag in yeah. the system, which they were stuck. And then the solution was is that the company, the bike company said, we'll give you a credit for that. You sell that bike at that discount, and then you could buy another bike back but yeah. it's like well man i so i only get my savings on the second bike you're assuming that i'm going to sell that pretty quick yeah <laughs> oh, it's like it's i feel hard. like i feel like i feel like what these these direct consumer brands are doing is um they're disrupting the the norm and i mm -hmm. think what we're going to come out of it with is going to be a new way of doing things that's that's yeah. basically i think what i'm trying to get at is that yeah um i'm not saying the dtc model is perfect nor is the way that the the like the bigger brands that aren't dtc are like i'm not saying that's perfect either but i think what i like when you disrupt something 
then like it kind of works out in the wash. And yeah. what we're going to see is, you know, maybe five years from now or something like that, we're going to see a whole different way of doing business that is very different than, than what we're like dealing with now. Like for instance, like specialized went they're they're selling direct to consumer now. They still yeah. have shop. Yeah. So they're, they're working, they're seeing it. And like, if you're the biggest grill in the room and you're changing the way you do business, like, obviously I'm not the only like smart guy sitting at this table. You yes, I mean? Totally. Like, the other brands are like, all right, this guy's throwing a left hook. We got to learn how to throw left hooks now too. That's yeah, new. Yeah. That's new. And then you have companies like nuke proof and, and Vetus that just went under. Right. So, and those were direct yeah, to consumer. So it's like, how, but I, I think that was, and I have no clue to verify I, I i can't verify this by fact but i think that was more of a financial backing pull on on that i don't know did you yeah hear i think that? it was like something to do with like the bigger company that owned them or something like that yes exactly so maybe not the yeah. model itself but man yeah, scary who knows, man? could uh, be all, all 3d know, printing from now huh? all i know is what we were talking about earlier when you were saying like is this the way that the driller came last time or next time or I feel like the derailleur has to go. The derailleur has to go, at least in the way that we know it. Yeah. Like it makes zero sense to have your drivetrain hanging down by the rocks that you're smashing through. Yes. Uh, well, like, like it has to yeah. change. Yeah. Have you seen the bikes where it's all internal in the middle yeah. where you shift your gears and in, internally and they have uh, instead of a chain, is it, is it a, uh, it's a drive belt, I think. Yeah, you're talking about the uh, like with um, um, the oh god, I almost said it out loud. It was so close. <laughs> it's like what zero does. It's the the pinion. Pinion. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool, but I still think like still has a chain, so to speak. I mean, it's different yeah. kind of chain. I feel like that would be a good thing, but I I feel like I feel like man, we we got some smart smart people out there we should be able to figure out how to make like it not be a chain you know what i mean right totally i mean cars they're not that yeah. we're cars but yeah i mean right. drive belts things that last for a hundred thousand miles seventy five thousand yeah. miles not that we're gonna take a bike that far never mind i take all that back that was dumb right. <laughs> i think that and you know like and i think that like like what they're saying in the comments, like the pinion gears are still a lot heavier than current drivetrains. Mm. I think the e-bikes are really going to change this though. Mm. Because yeah. I think like, like once you have an e-bike, what he just said there, like, what does it matter if it's heavier? Yeah. Put a coil on it too. It's all yeah. Fun. You got a yeah. fucking battery, right? You got extra, yeah. extra hundred watts that you didn't have in your legs or yes. 300 watts or whatever the hell it is. Right. Well, you know, if you're like, Robert, you can't, can't carrying that for sure forever. <laughs> right. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. so I think that e-bikes are actually going to be what pushes the drivetrain to change. Mm -hmm. So, so like the, the only part that I see, like in my mind that I feel like is a slippery slope is once you put that, that pinion drivetrain into an e-bike, mm -hmm. man, those people that say an e-bike's a motorcycle are really going to have a, like, they're, they're gonna really have an argument, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's a transmission throttle. in there. Like, <laughs> why do you think SRAM called the new shifting system the transmission? Yeah, I guarantee it is because 
they are, I mean, they've already done an inclination of it, but like their thought processes get you thinking that this is a transmission and yeah. later you're going to have an automatic transmission just like you had in your car. And yeah, eventually I, you're going to stop having a manual. Like, yeah. like, like when we were in the eighties and you would tell people every car in the world is going to be an automatic, people would be like, you're freaking crazy. And now every car <laughs> is an automatic. Nobody even knows how to drive a manual. Dude, you know what I mean? Totally. I took my car, it, which is a manual stick shift, six speed to valet the other day for dinner. They literally asked me to park, park it myself. Yeah. yeah. He said, excuse <laughs> me, can you park this yourself? I was like, really? Can I just, it up front. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, with the whole flight attendant on the shocks, are you are you alluding to the fact that at some point the bike's going to shift itself? Like when we're climbing, it already does. Up? SRAM already has that technology where it will shift on its own. Stop it! Really? Yeah. What? I don't know what they're using. I'd love to have somebody. I actually have a friend that's an engineer for for SRAM, but I don't think he works in the drive train section. But um, I would love to talk to somebody about like what their algorithm, like how they're figuring that out. Like, yeah. are they using like how many watts that you're putting? Are they using the cadence? Are they using like right. a mixture of like, because just like your car, like your car knows when to shift. Like, so true. maybe it's not exactly where I would shift as, as me. Like, say I'm trying to wind some gears out and really like yeah. get in that red zone. Right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Fun like, stuff. I would shift differently, right? Yeah. Than the way that my my truck shifts on its own. Right. But it's shifting good enough that I don't give a shit that it's not doing that. You right. know what I mean? And when you drop the hammer, it knows. Either right. way. Yeah. Right. So hmm. obviously, if they could figure it out with a car to shift in the, that amount of time, they'll be able to figure it out with a bike. The same way. Like, oh, yeah, the watts went way up. His cadence went way up. Like, put him in this gear. You know what I mean? Wow. But I feel nuts. like the, the thing that's questionable is like in the case of let's just say we're still letting it shift on us and not an e-bike, like an analog bike, right? Right. Like you have like the difference between like a car and an e-bike and an analog bike is like you're the engine on the analog one. So yeah. I feel like on the analog one, when you're shifting it, like you're going to have to at least have some like maybe a push button kind of thing where it's like, Hey, I want, want this to be like, I'm a smasher or yeah. I want this to be like, I don't want to feel any pain today. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Dude. Because if, if you just had like one algorithm for it, like, yeah, like it may not be shifting for what you're feeling. Right. Right. Interesting. So like, rather than have our levers out there, Maybe like how Porsches and other sports cars have paddle shift. We have like little exactly. buttons, just right. little things that are tucked away. So when you do pay the dirt tax, like it's not going to get snapped off or bent. Yeah, or but to like me, that. it's not even that. Like all I want is the setting to change. Like one button, one button, yeah. right? Like right. I can have the button that's like, like, like instead of, um, this is the it's best way of, I could say it in a car. Like you have like, like drive and then you have like one and two and three and it's like different like gear ratios, right? Right. And like, those are for like, you know, snow or mud or something like that, but it's changing the, 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 the gear ratio. Yeah. Like that's all I would need. So it's like the day that like, I'm like, Hey, today I'm not in and I don't want to be in the pain cave. So anytime that it gets slightly hard, I want you to change to the easiest gear until it's in the easiest gear I can be in. 
Right. right. Yeah. So I'll just stay in the in the in the not pain cave mode. And then, <laughs> then maybe I'm about ready to go downhill and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do pain cave for like the next five minutes while I'm going downhill. So mm -hmm. I'll just push the button. Boop, boop, and now I'm in pain cave mode. And now it knows like, hey, give this guy all the all the torque that he can get whenever he's, he's getting it. He's going for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Dude, you might be onto something with that. I mean, why not? There are so many people that would want to try that out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. access is the closest thing we have right now, right? I mean, those are little push button. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah. Dude, have you ridden the transmission? I have not. No. Dude, is it a I, game changer? I hate saying this, but yes. <laughs> Why do you hate saying it? What's wrong with it? It you sounds know, awesome. Like, 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 part of it is like, huh, I don't feel like they should have been... Like, I don't know why, but I, it just like, <laughs> dude, the access when it came out, honestly, it was to me just not having to run a cable. It's worth it. Period. Yeah. Like, I don't right. even care. Like, I don't even care if it's the exact same shifting performance as a cable, but there's no cable. That's yeah. good enough for me. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, <laughs> but let's be realistic. Like when access came out, or let's just say like traditional access, like original access. Um, that, that um, you put it on your bike on a brand new build and everything shifts like perfectly. And you're like, oh my God, this thing was sent from Jesus. And then you ride <laughs> it for like a month or two and then you bang it off a bunch of rocks and your buddy like borrows your bike and drops it down a hill and like all this other <laughs> shit happens. Your, your derailleur hanger gets bent a little bit and for the rest of your life after those first couple of months that thing never shifts like jesus anymore yeah especially you know? under load right yeah. totally it's so, it, like it's still it's still great because there's no fucking cable you have to deal with don't get me <laughs> wrong i'm okay with that and i also like the fact that it's like you know i'm not pushing or turning a knob on a possibly greasy cable or dirty cable i'm like just electronically saying move over a millimeter you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's cool so sound. like yeah it's great but man if they didn't freaking take all those problems and fix it with this new one like i i i ride some pretty chunky shit i am not very good at like i'm 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 a good mechanic when i actually work on my bike but uh -huh. what i typically do is oh that's creaking i'm going to ride this for 6 more weeks <laughs> thinking about how i'm going to fix it as it's creaking until it gets <laughs> so bad that i like i'm going to either burn this bike or fix it and then i'll fix it right? it starts to bother your friends <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> and um and dude i've beat the shit out of this drivetrain and i will say at this point like it's definitely not like like little baby Jesus shifting all the gears for me anymore. Like there's yeah. definitely some things happening, but it's so minuscule compared to any other drivetrain I ever used in my entire life. You know what I mean? Wow. Like it, it is, it is that good. Like when they say you can shift under load. Yeah, you can, but yeah. not like you can't just be like a, like you just can't do whatever the fuck you want. Like okay. I, have made this thing go for sure do yeah. like I've, I've definitely like shifted in the wrong spaces put in way too much torque in the wrong times like it still fucks up it's not perfect mm -hmm. it is not like it is not like the transmission in my car you know yeah. what i mean 
Like that thing never it. like is going uphill and it's all of a sudden like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, it's right every time. Yeah. But it's closer close to baby stuff. Jesus than anything else though. Right. Is what you're saying. It, 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 is, it is by a long shot better than anything else. Wow. Like even like the old access, which like I said, I was really happy with it. I didn't realize that I was as unhappy with it as I am. Until the only thing it. that I don't like about the new one is how slow it shifts, which oh. is um, also in the design of making it work properly. Mm -hmm. So maybe they can figure that out. I don't know. Um, but overall, I can't tell you how, like, like I, I almost every ride I go on, I hit some rock and I'll hear the derailleur go, it moves. And then it'll be like, you know, a couple pedals later after I get past that rock, pss, moves back. Moves back? You know? Wow. Wow. Like, yeah. The only thing that I've ever seen like this, when this thing starts shifting like garbage, I know, and I had this happen to my buddy a week ago, two weeks ago on a ride that we were on. His, his started shifting like garbage. I said, you know what, dude? I bet you your axle's loose. And was it? sure enough, it was his axle. It, so to me, the um the fazari has a couple of, of suspension points that are different than like what the, the santa cruz had mm -hmm. the only time that i've had my shifting go wrong was my axle was loose or those like bolts that were holding like the bars together or whatever started getting loose wow. where it's just once again me just being a shitty like i don't ever check that stuff you have to but, break like something has to be wrong but not you the know? actual device itself the device yeah. itself was doing its job yeah so my buddy the other day oh. whenever he was riding and he was like, oh, no, it just needs, he's a mechanic too, a bike mechanic. So he's like, oh, it just needs to be adjusted. You know, he's like trying to keep pedaling. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, your axle's loose. He ended up pulling over. He tightens the freaking axle back up, gets on the bike, and it goes, pss, pss, and it moves back to where it's it supposed reset to be. Itself. What? Yeah. What? That was it, dude. That's all he had dude. to do, tighten the axle. Dude, if Axis is, uh, if, yeah, if they're, uh, if that if they're that good, I need to get one. Yeah, Damn no, it. they are. I mean, SRAM can make a drivetrain. They're they don't know how to make brakes, but they can make a drivetrain. <laughs> are you saying the codes are teaching how to be a faster rider? <laughs> uh, I don't use codes. I don't. The best way to fix SRAM brakes is by Shimano so. <laughs> or TRPs, right? Oh, I'm running TRPs on my bike right now. I'm getting ready to make a video about that oh, okay. Experience. Now, when I was riding and all I had was SRAM, I, 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 they were fine for me. I had code RSCs. I was having a great time. And then I did the thing of upgrading or, or uh, at the time wasn't upgrading. It was like, yeah, I'll try TRPs. I met Jerry, you know, jumping Jerry, super nice guy. And I yeah, did a lot of good things, guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I put these TRPs on my bike and I'm like, oh my God, now my bike feels like a Porsche. Like it's so responsive and the, it doesn't lock up and it just, I just, my e-bike turned into a trail bike is how it felt to me. And this is the thing. Wow. I always tell you the best way to know that you have shitty brakes is to buy better ones. <laughs> then you because know. You, yeah, because you're always 100% used to what you're using. Yes. And then once you get better ones, you're like, oh, my God. Yes. Now I realized what I was doing wrong. Dude, I felt that so hard on the TRPs. And then I recently upgraded the TRP levers, the stock levers, to the Freedom Coast levers with that 12 millimeter so drop. Good. What the so heck? Good. Holy yeah. cow. All I got to say is the Freedom Coast levers are much closer to a Shimano lever 
than the TRP level lever is. Uh -huh. So it goes back to the fact of me saying that Shimano knows how to make breaks. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's some people that like the original TRP um, levers, but I, I think the original TRP levers are closer to Moto levers, so okay. they don't have that 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 crook that like really holds your one finger. And with the Saints that I use on, from Shimano, they're they're a very similar shape where it's like it is one finger that you're using and that's it. Yeah. And um, I haven't used SRAM in in years. Every time I have, like, well, actually, I have. I, I went on an e-bike recent ride recent, recently, and uh, that bike had SRAMs on it. And yeah, I I can tell you the first thirty seconds of my ride when I pulled the brakes and I was like, these are not stopping. I knew <laughs> that. this is SRAM. This is what happens. Yeah, you're like, no new NDEs today, please. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I will say that I think that um, that every everybody has their own ride ride style and everybody has their own preference. And this is this is like if I was to to break it down really really easily, SRAM has, and I'm going to say this just to like appease their marketing people, the mm -hmm. most modulation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then so there's like 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 basically how much you pull through that 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 brake stroke until it's actually like completely locked up and it's mm -hmm. like like if you think of it as like a curve like as you're pulling it it's like the percentage of how much braking you're getting is going up right mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. trp is faster than that and santa cruz is faster or sorry and shimano, shimano. is faster than that. so yeah. like like i can definitely tell that the trps hit a lot harder than the, the SRAMs that I've used, mm -hmm. but they are not a, as fast as my Saints. Like yeah, for like a hundred percent, I don't know if you call it my scientific discovery hypothesis. Uh, science <laughs> hypothesis. There you go. That, <laughs> I've been is like I used to have Saints on all my bikes. And with this new bike I put the TRPs on because I heard so many people talking about them. I met Jerry as well. Really like wanted to like try them out, see what everybody's mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I still have Saints on my hardtail and I have the TRPs on my my um my Bizarre. big bike. Okay. And I have problems with over braking when I'm on my hardtail because I'm so used to pulling the TRPs harder. Mm. Then when I get on my when I get on my Saints, like like I've had an issue the last ride I did on my hardtail, like where I was doing some big rock rolls and it was making my back tire like slide out because I was, was breaking too hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. where, um, that just tells me like, like, Oh, this is definitely like the modulation where, where I personally like that Shimano, like off and on. And I don't want a lot of space in between. Yeah. And, um, maybe there's some certain, my one buddy says, uh, I know he's listening because I got a couple texts from stuff we were saying. But like <laughs> he's um, like he's like, like, please stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's like, no more aliens. No, but like uh, uh, he he's he he made a really good point that like maybe that modulation works better for different areas where you're really having to be sensitive with how you're breaking. You oh, know, yeah. like 
like Super maybe some mm-hmm. like huge rock like squamish rolls or like sure. maybe um there's like weird ladders that you do up there you know what i mean like yeah, that's a good like point. maybe that makes more sense for that but for the type of riding that i do i i it doesn't make sense for me i mean and the way that i think about it is like your brain gets used to it you, you know what i mean obviously that's what's happening with my trps and my saints between mm-hmm. the two bikes Mm-hmm. but um and and if i was switching in between those bikes enough i actually wouldn't have a problem but um yeah i just don't like it yeah. so those guys over at freedom coast they need to make some some shimano levers levers not because the shimano levers are bad but because i want different colors <laughs> <laughs> right yeah they dude in, in my brain, I'm coming from the SRAM because that's what comes on the YT bikes mm-hmm. and uh, the code RSCs. I mean, I thought they were fine. And then I got on the TRPs and it's definitely more performance for me. It feels like it. And I pull a lot of brake because I'm still, you know, on that big learning curve. But um, they said, they said TRPs feel more, I guess, in between a SRAM and a yeah. Shimano, like modulation yeah. wise. And so I feel like it's a happy place for me to be on those. Yeah. They a hundred percent do. I mean, you said in one sentence what I said in like five minutes. So oh. like, <laughs> That's why you tell like, epic stories. I love that yeah, though. <laughs> but um, um, try changing. Are I'm assuming you're still using the TRP like pads that came with them. The the last time, actually, interesting enough, the last time when I was in Bentonville on the airplane, my brakes got contaminated. I don't know how. Um, but when I landed in Bentonville, the SRAM folks, the tent was right across from YT. And the guys over there said, if I use the wingless brake pads, it'll actually fit in the TRP. And they came over and they dropped some new pads in there for me. Yeah. And so I'm using the SRAM uh, pads. So you right can now. use any Shimano pad in there too. It's actually the same one. But try the MTX pads. MTX. They are MTX. So mm-hmm. like for your size, um, the red ones is what you want. Okay. Um, they make less noise than the the regular TRP ones, and they definitely like break way better. Really? Yeah, yeah. What are they? Are they porcelain or something? Or what are they made out? I don't know. They're made out of like they're just baby, little baby, baby Jesus, little bits of baby Jesus. <laughs> I need miracles when I ride, Robert. So I will definitely check those out. Yeah, they have a gold one as well, which I'm gonna try. They they they're supposed to be more for e bikes, so they're supposed to have even more bite. So it's going to be, I want to try them before I actually take these off and just sell them because mm-hmm. um, I really like the way they look. And I really like, like, you know, I like the Freedom Coast levers and, you know, and I just want them to work for me. And yeah. um, so I have the red, the red pads in. I really like those red MTFs. They're way better than the original ones. The, the original ones, they made a lot of noise, at least in my, my perspective. I didn't like that. These are much quieter, but um, they don't have as much bite as I want. And from what I understand is those gold MTX ones are supposed to be even stronger bite. So Jeez. judging by how much of a difference they made to to when I first tried the red ones, even somebody saying in the comments, they love the red ones. Um, yeah. mm. uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to roll the dice on the gold ones. And then if that doesn't work next build, the TRPs are gone. I would actually take the TRPs off right now and put the Shimanas on if I wasn't so lazy that I don't want to bleed my brakes again. 
<laughs> well, does the Shimano's are they mineral oil too? Like yeah, the yeah, TRPs? Yeah. They are okay. Yeah. I do like that. Actually, now that you say that out loud, I'm like, dude, all I really need to do is cut the barb off the end. I can use the same <laughs> house. It's the same, it's the same breakout. Same, same housing. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it got a little it got a, a little aha moment there but yeah. dude maybe the mtx gold will feel more like the shimano's inside the yeah, trps that could we'll be a good happens. solution it's alien technology robert that's where they got maybe. these things from mark it's been two and a half hours man dude i think you might be the longest biker bar i don't remember really for no right way. now for right now as we're speaking you're the longest one yeah there we go baby well dude we went down a fun rabbit hole of aliens and ghosts and uh reincarnation Brought it right back to bikes got to listen That's to me so rant about transmission right. no it's <laughs> so good i mean just to think that fourteen thousand years ago there were two dudes talking about their transmission on their bikes and now we're finally coming hey. back to it <laughs> and hancock knew all about it damn him <laughs> graham damn graham hancock <laughs> Dude, I really appreciate you sitting down bullshitting with me. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Lots of fun. It truly was. Those of you guys that um, want a more bike-specific podcast, go check out the segment. <laughs> <laughs> He's on YouTube and all the podcast places. Is it just the segment if they search on there or do they have to search the segment PR? Uh, if they type in the segment and uh, they should see the, the little poker chip thing uh, logo. And if they can't, Type in the segment MTB and it should pop right up. Yeah, so that's with the like on like the podcast apps as well. Yeah, same on the on you on uh, iTunes and Spotify. Spotify, those are the only two that matter nowadays. I know they're so good. Yeah. Spotify has been so good pushing the podcasts out there. They they're not messing around. They're they're trying to get their platforms out. If you haven't already, you should check out the um, the analytics and stuff that you get from the Spotify. It's actually like way better even than the apple ones it's actually pretty impressive so i was looking at that earlier today we're anyway. top one percent robert we're dude you are top one percent you made it over 100 it's crazy right yeah i think so, top five percent maybe it's five percent somewhere in you're in the top something it's good i think it's top five percent they say like top five percent of podcasts make it over 100 episodes wow that feels like a lot of responsibility <laughs> Dude, you're one of the big boys too man you can't be Shoot. telling everybody biker bar is where it's at man no biker bar is where it's at you've been a huge mentor to me man i really appreciate it and i just love how when i saw you at sedona for the first time you just pulled me right in gave me like the time and introduced me to everybody that was in the big slack group i mean grateful yeah. for it brother i'm grateful for it i i'm a big fan of your show i love what you do and uh, i'm grateful to have you out there kind of paving the way for the rest of us podcasters like Right, by Q and A, Mia, yeah. all of us. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the, Mia. That's who I was thinking about earlier. Yeah, Women's MTB Network. Yeah. See, I knew I was messing it up. No, you got Anyways, it. If you guys want to keep listening to a subpar podcast, please subscribe to the Biker Bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening on Spotify, and they have. I think Spotify has a way to review podcasts now. They used yeah, to they do. Them. Yeah, so it's right new. Through there, guys. Please. I got a bunch of reviews on, on Apple. Everybody over in the Apple sphere, they know what's going on. But if you are a, a Spotify podcast listener, please shoot me a five-star review. That'd be great. If you're thinking four or three, 
maybe um, swing over pink bikes podcast, right? Over here, over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing here. We're throwing the low blows. No, no. Definitely appreciate all you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out, man. Two hours and almost 40 minutes. Awesome. Forever with so Mark fun. Hill from the segment. Yeah, if you're on Instagram and you're giving me a follow, swing by Mark's, Mark's Instagram as well, the segment PR. You see that poker chip on there that he was talking about, black and yellow. Says the segment all over it. Give him a follow as well. It really helps keep us creators motivated just seeing those numbers go up every day. Definitely. If you want to do none of that, but just something for free, remember, it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.